everyone, welcome to our 600th episode. Fly We've got so me. many amazing special things in store. No, we don't do it. <laughs> we don't have anything special for this. This is a normal episode. This is a completely normal episode. Um, but I hope you enjoy it all the same. We're even going to be talking about Stu and Eliza. Yeah, we are. Yeah, they're just like, they'd sneak in. Happy 600th episode, ha- Michael. Happy 600th episode. Thank you for the card that you got me earlier. I, oh, yeah, I got Gemma a card. I bought her a 60th birthday card, and that's, that's an extra zero on the front just for, just just for, for funsies. That's the what, kind of fun where's, couple where's we are. Um, I made you a nice dinner that you, I knew I you'd like. I did like. a nice dinner thank you. And we're having ribs tomorrow. Um, thank you. Well, I suppose you we... like those too. Oh, yeah, I do love ribs. They're very tasty. I suppose we did do something <sighs> special this... What, what, what? No, it's lovely. Lovely ribs. Lovely, lovely I ribs. I only know how to express love through food, so if you don't like it, <laughs> get out. Um, we did do something special on our, on our YouTube the other day, didn't we? For the 600 yeah, we episode week, which was a live stream event where we did a tier list of all of Corrie's grisliest kills. Thank you, everybody, who came along to check that, that out. That was, was on Halloween. Fun. Yeah, I would tell you what, it was, the, it was the scariest thing on Halloween this week was me for, hoping that the live stream would actually work so it was only the second one we'd ever done. No, third one, I suppose. Um, and I couldn't remember whether I was doing it right, but it turned out okay, I think. It was kind of, it was like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, fine, fine, wasn't I, it? I, was the sound, I think the sound was bad, but I don't really understand why. I'm not very a technical whiz at these kind of things. Neither am I. Why Sorry is there a green sound. light there? What does that mean? Why is there a green light? There. Oh, it means the camera's watching us, but it's not. Don't I don't worry. like that. No, the camera's not watching us. It's okay. Um, but anyway. Are you selling my video to somebody? <laughs> yeah, I'm putting it on over. Can I have some money for it? <laughs> um, no, there's something wrong with the camera. It just says it's on, but it's I not. I don't like I that. It's, I promise the camera is not on. Um, but yeah, you did. the camera was on on me this the other day. This is what the FBI does. I felt like a proper YouTuber the other day because I was, you saw my face in the corner of the I screen know, yeah. while we're doing our two Reaction video. To yourself. Michael wants to get uh, one of those um, YouTube Play Awards. So, can everybody please? Oh, yeah, we just need another 99,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm sure we can manage that. How many did we get last month? Eight? I don't know. That's really good. Um, Anyway, that was a lot of fun on YouTube. As I say, thank you very much for everybody who came along. Um, Also, thank you to everybody who Um, was enjoying the pictures that I was posting up on um, last Saturday evening when I dressed up as Stephen Reed. For Halloween. Oh, it's scary. Honestly, this this Stephen Reed mask that Rory sent us is the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, Rory. What will I use it for next? It's really cool. (laughs) No, actually, it's not true to say that nobody else in the party got it. One other person got it. Our friend Rachel, who comes and and watches Cara with us on Mondays, which is why our street talk shorts is always like on Mondays. Every time the door went, Michael's like, oh, is that that Rachel? (laughs) Yeah, all the other guests were like, like, who who are you? Yeah, no. But Rachel's like, oh, you're you're that man. You're (laughs) You're the man off Coronation Street. I know, but it was funny because... Hell punches. We're like, hey, this was like the biggest party we've ever had at this house, wasn't it? Because there was like 11 people there. <laughs> yeah. And one of them we didn't God, even the know. God, the neighbours were complaining and everything. We didn't even know who one of them was. There, there was a, an, yeah. That's a, never a, happened a friend before of a friend. in our entire lives. Right. Um, and so every time Michael answered the door, he's like, hi, oh, come yeah. in. <laughs> probably. I don't know what sort of first impression I made on, on this new person that we've never met no, before. No, I don't know. They probably I, thought I was a bit weird. I keep recalling but, things I said and wrong. wincing. Did they? No um, me. Oh, sorry, but yeah, it was I it was, it was a nice event, and um, and and I amused myself because I don't really like parties, but I amused myself by Good. getting Gemma to photograph me in lots of weird positions, like crouching by the bins and lying on the floor with a meat cleaver through my head. Yeah, when you it was a lot of fun photographing weird positions. A lot of you went to a dark place. <laughs> was, but this is Michael we're rude. talking about. He's very innocent. I, I'm very innocent. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was fun, and thank you to the people that liked the AI generate. What did we do for our AI last week? It was... It's not. It's nothing to do with me. I was just, I'm not going to mention this every week, but it seems to be a thing that I'm doing now. Um, yeah, it does. 
It does a little bit. Right, okay. Anything you else? Can with it. Uh, um, Quiz? Hmm? We can. I, anything you want to say no. to thank all our adoring listeners for thank you. sticking with us for 600 episodes? Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, although it has, of course, been a lot more than 600 episodes because we don't number our bonus podcasts. So we're probably on like 750 or so by now. But who's counted anyway? Gemma, we're going to talk about the Coronation Streets, because we haven't said this yet, that were shown on TV between the 30th of October and the 3rd of November, which is episodes 11,097 to 11,102. Just wanted to get that in there. Now it's time for your quiz. Do you have a special 600th episode quiz? No. Just, I just know because this is like so not a special anniversary episode. This is what is happens. It? This is like when, when you get your birthday and you're like... You get to you get to a birthday and you're a certain age and you're like don't even. I think I think we have reached that certain age. Like please don't. When you when you reach six hundred, it just (laughs) stops feeling quite so special anymore. I mean maybe maybe getting past it. That's why I wanted to do a stream this week to show that I still got it. Maybe we should do something special for the seven hundred and fiftieth. Seven hundred and fifty sounds like a special number, but that's also like three years away. Well, I suppose it's going to uh, take a lot of planning. Hopefully we'll be still alive. Hopefully still be going in through. Hopefully Corey's still going to be going. Anyway, you know, this soap award Would you like tape. to know the quiz? Yes, 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 yes. Right. 30th of October to the 3rd of November. Year's ending in the 3 and the 8. And I got this from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Great. Question number one. 30th of October, 1963. Mm-hmm. Birth off screen of one of Corey's most notorious serial killers. 1963, mm. notorious serial killers. Oh, I say. <sighs> Who must that be? Mm. That... There aren't many of them, are there? No. But they're all kind of a similar age. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Pat Phelan for yes. that one. Yeah. Happy birthday, Pat Phelan. When was <laughs> that, 1963, did you yeah. say? Happy 60th, Phelan. Yay, Phelan is 60. <laughs> okay, 31st of October. 2000. Just like us. With an extra zero on the end. I was going to say, I am not 60, <laughs> but I hope I get there. 31st of October 2008, Becky is arrested by her arch nemesis, but what's their name? Hooch. Hooch. DS Hooch. Yeah. Or DC Hooch. Well, DC, DC. Oh, I gave him a promotion. For, I don't know what any Let's of it means. Curry the favourite for this. 1st of November 1993, when Madame Zara can't make it to the Rovers, who is roped in to tell fortunes instead? Um, I'm gonna say it was Maud. No, was it 1993? Was it Maud Grimes? It was 93. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, no. I think I'll, you should. I'll do it. I'll say Maud Grimes. Yeah, Maud. Yeah. 2nd of November 1998. What surprises Jim when he springs a su- proposal on his ex wife Liz? Oh, I love this scene. This is, uh, this do is you? he. Yeah, it's good. He's 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 about to go and uh, he's he's walking, and he because he's just had his accident in his wheelchair not long ago, and he kind of hobbles through the house to with with a bunch of flowers to propose to Liz, and he opens the door to number <laughs> eleven, and and she's there in the buff with a with a with his therapist Michael. Yeah, you got the name right and everything. I know Michael Wall. Yeah. Didn't know that, but... Can you just imagine the writers sitting in the room going, I've got to think of a name, Michael, Michael, door, no, it's stupid, Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael Roof. Michael Carpet, no one's called that. Michael Radiator. Well, somebody must have invented radiators. Maybe it was Mr. Radiator. No, you're getting distracted. Think harder. Michael Wall will do. That will do. Final question. 
3rd of November 2008, Fizz frees Rosie from imprisonment in John Stapes Grand's house. Yes. But why was she there? What was she actually there for? What was what was Fizz there yes. for? No, what was Rosie there I know, for? I thought I She's didn't doing know what detention. You said. She's like, don't can't let me out, Fizz. I've still got three weeks to go. I can't remember. I'm gonna just say she went round there to feed his grand's cat because that's what John's excuse was. Am I right? Yeah. Yay! That's, well, that's good. what I said on Wikipedia. Well done, me. Five out of five. Good uh, job, Mike. I want to know what happened to the cat. I bet she didn't feed it. <laughs> yeah, I bet like, she did actually. I bet she put the food down well, and then she heard a noise. It's sure it's long gone now. Whether, whatever, but yeah, whatever. To it at the time. Right. So thanks. That was a good quiz because the it's bonfire night this this Saturday, isn't it? Sunday. Sunday. Everybody, and then we've yeah. also got. Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas. Yes, isn't it exciting? What a great time of year! Yes, I'm really happy. I've got nothing. I just want to say, all the Christmas adverts have started on TV now. Everyone hates the M&S one, but I think it's brilliant. Which M&S one? The one where they they set fire to everything. Oh, I I hate Christmas cards. I still haven't seen that that one. And throw something in a a fish tank. (laughs) I haven't seen many yet, but yeah, tis the time. I and I like Maria Carey's um, little Christmassy things that she does this time of year as well. Very it. Imagine being the queen of Christmas. We, we've still got Halloween things up around the house. We've got to, so you put need to move away. them out. Yeah, we can keep the pumpkins until December and then we get the Christmas things out. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Right, who has got some birthdays coming up, Gemma? I presume God, I you have that. that information. 5th of November, Derek Bennett, who was the first director of Coronation Street. I like how you announced Coronation Street there, like, there's many shows that we might be talking about today, but tonight it's Coronation Street. Tonight, Matthew, I'm talking about (laughs) Coronation Street. 6th of November, director Quentin Lawrence, who was the director of Coronation Street, amongst others, I'm sure. (laughs) Nigel Havers, famous star of, um, it says here, Coronation Street, played Lewis Archer. Uh, I won't carry on. 7th of November, Michael Byrne, who played Ted Page, and Danny Young, who was Warren Baldwin, who could forget... 8th of November, Elizabeth Dawn, who's Vera Duckworth, and Jane Danson, who plays Leanne Battersby. Well, happy birthday to all those people. I hope you have That's a lovely it. birthday. Yes, just like us. And don't set fireworks off in your hand. Um, well, that's it then. Shall we get cracking with this week's, Corey? Yeah. Go on. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I don't have anything <laughs> to say. 600 times, you still don't know how to transition. Let's get on with Let's Street Talk, it. everybody. Okay, so did Corrie deliver this week for our 600th birthday anniversary episode spectacular? Was uh, it a good one? It well, went, it, you know... It, it was okay. It, it was okay this week in Corrie. It started well, didn't it? Monday's episode say, was fantastic. You could chart the highs and lows. Yes, as always. I was kind of hoping that it would be a consistently fantastic week, but it, I, I wouldn't say there are any episodes there that I didn't enjoy at all. So I think we might be able to keep it, it a bit crap. more positive this week compared to the moan fest that was the beginning of last week's no. talk. Sorry about that, everybody. No. But honestly, but Monday's episode I really loved. You, you know that Gemma loves her Halloween stuff, and it was all <sighs> spooky and Halloween-y on Monday. Scary. But the, it just felt like, you know, the script was... It was, was just good. sparkling and, and there was lovely little friend moments. It and was funny though because I, oh, I did go online and saw a few people going, oh, that was rubbish. That was absolutely rubbish. Why are they doing this, that and the other thing? I was like, no, no, it was 
clearly one of the best episodes they've had in ages because yeah. it was just a normal episode where people were talking to each other. It was, and, and, and it a bit of extra of Halloween. To prove to you that there's literally nothing they can ever do. No, nothing's going to please absolutely no. everyone, but this one pleased us, so that was a nice important thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, and we, we never talk <laughs> about how we're enjoying the episodes while they're on. We just wait until we're doing the shorts, don't we? And then we kind of reveal it there. And it, it was nice that we both I don't keep it were seeing like, oh, no, no, you don't, but we, we, we just don't. I, I generally don't know what you think about an episode know, until we record the little shorts. It'd be shorts. rather weird if we were just in the middle of watching it and you went, I you must know, say, you know what? must say, wife, that I'm rather enjoying this televisual programme. <laughs> what a great presentation of the lives of the Weatherfield residents we, this has we been. Clearly, we clearly like, this, like the same things and we don't like the same things as well. We don't always like Which the is why things. when the Stew and Eliza story reared <laughs> <laughs> its ugly oh, head uh, midway through the week, it did kind of lose a few points. But um, Imagine, imagine what, what would make that story good. I... I I think it just needs to open up a little bit. And I don't, I don't mean like, you know, a virus suddenly spreading and infecting Everyone the whole street. But it is very, very... I, I, I'm going to say that number six, that, that Stu, um, Yasmin and Eliza are the new Baileys. In yeah, that yeah. They're having a little story, yeah. little pocketed off from everybody else. Everybody else realises it's a little bit dull. And they're like, oh, you, you get on with your story. story over in number six, you three. Um... I think that might help it, no. or, or maybe if it ending could help it as well. I'm not really sure. I think it'd be fun if um, Eliza accidentally kills Dom. Yeah, yeah. Dom comes round next with a black eye as well. Yeah. She's like, anyone? Where'd you get that then? And why, why is Dom's like, I don't, your... I don't want to say, and it's actually Eliza. <laughs> why is one of your fingers missing, man? <laughs> I don't and know. Eliza's there just picking her nose with it. With the with the Halloween stuff, I we said, I said you wanted to start positive, and straight go to the negatives. Um, you, you are a connoisseur of Han- Halloween. Yeah. Um, anything in particular about the Halloween? Any particular costumes stand out for you this week? Oh, I love or... Maria's one. I thought Maria was, was good. Can I just say, though, she was totally fishing for compliments. She comes in looking stunning. She's like, oh, oh, what? I, my costume's rubbish. I feel like an it. Like, shut up. You look beautiful. Look at you. Look how gorgeous you are. And that is also a great outfit and a cool costume. I think, I Maria. think that Maria's costume was actually possibly the best there. I'm going to say so, too. For, for, for a side you, character who didn't actually need to be there and was just filling up her episode count, that was, she did a good job. She scrubbed up nicely. And Gary, wasn't Gary um, Frankenstein's monster? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was green with green. Yeah. Do you think he was doing that in solidarity of Ryan? I think it was in, that, in solidarity of Leo, who was colouring oh. himself in green. No, I'm oh, that's saying, the other thing we did at a Halloween party, wasn't it? We had a Leo cake. No, go yeah. on. No, sorry. No, no, no. no, no, yeah. no. I'm going to drink my tea. You've got to talk I was just going to say that maybe he was sat in the makeup chair for a bit with Ryan going, I'll sit here while you get your scars put on, mate. And then he kind of was like, this is actually crap, isn't it? I don't know why. Why did you agree? I, I liked, um, I think Mary was great. Didn't, Mary was... Um, yeah, at one point she had thing on her shoulder and yeah. then it disappeared. Yeah, I was think that... she had a couple of costumes. I can't remember what else oh, she, she was. was. Also, I thought she was Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe. Or Queen... But I, I thought she, that she, was... she wasn't. She's missing a trick. I thought that she was great with thing on her shoulder. It was It was just always... I, I, I like Ryan and Daisy's costumes. I said on... me. Well, Daisy had her sexy Catwoman outfit on, didn't oh, she? Kind of the lacy... Oh no, that's such a poser outfit. I know that, are you one of these people, I can't remember, that says that for a Halloween costume it's got to be a scary thing and not just a sexy thing or just a normal costume. This was the great conversation that they were having. Was it, who was having this conversation about sex? It was Bernie. Oh yeah, that was great. This was what made this episode so, so much fun for me because Bernie was talking about 
Christmas. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very seasonal. It's the moment. adverts. They've, they've <laughs> infiltrated um, your mind. Yeah, she was talking about how you can adapt anything to be a sexy or a scary something or other. Was it zombie? Yeah. yeah. And so she's like... Sexy paramedic. Sexy paramedic. paramedic. Yeah. I just love that. That was great. It was a really nice little hook. It was really that just fun. carried on a little bit through the episode. Yeah. Um, it worked, it worked I, really, really well. I agree with Bernie to, uh, about the zombie thing, but I would argue that I don't want sexy anything at Halloween. Why are we doing it? Put your, put well, your tits sorry away. that I went as Stephen Reed. Sexy Stephen Reed. <laughs> or zombie Stephen Reed. I suppose it was We don't want to see Stephen it. Reed. It's not interesting. You can be sexy anything you want any time of year. The rest of the year, Halloween is only for scary. Only for scaries. Um, yeah, it was good. And we had, um, Hope had her, she had like bloody face and kind of hair all over the place. <laughs> yeah. What was Sam? I can't remember. It was, was he like, a, a, was he a sexy astronaut? I think he might have been a zombie astronaut. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Um, one but day. They both look very, very cute together, those one two. One day someone's going to die in space and be the first zombie astronaut. Yeah. That's quite macabre, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've got, like, as our eighth story to talk about this week, the Hope and Sam story, but actually they had about two scenes of just turning up to the bistro together, And his mum died. Yeah, and, and he, yeah, she tries, doesn't she try to talk to him about his mum and he's not, he's not really into it. So that was the Hope and Sam story this week, everyone. I don't think that Jude Rilden can complain that we didn't include Natasha in our lineup. Oh gosh, I feel so bad about this. So we did this live stream on YouTube earlier this week where we ranked all of the Corrie kills according to how grisly they were and then I posted the tier list on Twitter afterwards and within minutes Jude Riordan had replied saying I don't see Natasha where's there I don't, where's my mum how on I, I'm, I'm sorry I was it, gonna miss she one she wasn't on the on screen deaths section so it doesn't count it's, yeah but we've got a few other ones on our list that weren't on screen deaths either she was absolutely deserved to be there so I apologise I disagree Natasha for, um, for forgetting you Everybody loves Natasha. Whenever you see anybody, sort of Coronation Street forums and and subreddits and whatever can be total slag off fest. But whenever the subject of Natasha comes up, everyone says how wonderful that character was and how old Curry was so wrong to kill her off. I don't get it. I think people have got short memories. I, I don't think they do. There's just something about Natasha that everyone seems she's to think is amazing. She's a fantastic actress and she's very charismatic. But no, I'm gonna draw the line there I just didn't find her character interesting in the slightest oh, um, one thing that was quite we're going to talk about Halloween and then move on right? yeah 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 okay. Okay. so um, another thing that was good was Mary going woo under the shoe oh that yeah was she was funny she was and a also, ghost at one I liked point. it when she came over when they were they're like oh go and have some Halloween fun with them and she went over and they were talking about something inappropriate and she's like no I don't think I I think I'll leave oh, it. Oh, yeah. And also funny. the mannequins. I'm surprised that it didn't turn into something more, but... Did they? Did somebody mention that it was a big Doctor Who? I've got a feeling yes, that somebody might... it was might... Daisy. Nice. And, and everyone was, a bit was saying... Auton-like, wasn't it? That it was very unusual that Daisy knows about Doctor Who. Well, Daisy's, Daisy's got many hidden deaths. She's not a nerd. She knows how to use apostrophes and everything. Well, she's very unusual then, yeah. isn't she? Um, so it, it was. it was very, very... Well done for festive. Halloween. Corrie See, doesn't do that very often, do they? I mean, they obviously had the Horonation Street a few years ago. 20 years ago, we had the big Halloween fest in the road. Yeah. Was it 20 years ago? I can't remember. See, if, you'll know if you watch the classic Coronation Streets, but generally I just listen to the audio of the classic Coronation Streets in the shower. And I'm thinking that the Halloween thing they had this week was, was when they were all dressed up. But I didn't get to see it. But yeah, it's, it's generally not What, so done. you're telling me they didn't go... The residents arrive at the Rovers. They're all wearing Halloween costumes. I can't remember. I, can't, I do have the audio description on. 
I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a rare thing indeed. I tell you indeed, what it was. But it, I enjoyed it. All it was, it was, well was a community event. Yeah. And that's what we want on Corrie. We want a community event. Yeah, I agree. And a, and a, and a proper reason to dress up in fancy dress. Because I always moan about them dressing up in fancy dress in Coronation Street. But that's because they just seem, often seem to but do maybe it at random out times. Of, maybe we're out of touch and people do like dressing up more than we think I they do. Know. I don't know. Because I think there are certain groups of people that will dress up. You know, like we we like when we stag in Hindus, mm. people like to dress up for those, and we we didn't, did we? We well, didn't. I mean, dre- you dressed up as a hiker, yeah, because you went up. I, I we were going to go up a mountain for my stag do, but didn't. it was raining, well, so we got there and went nah, and then went back. What a really! I had a wild time on my stag do, me and two other people. That's that's worse. That's that's like the worst stag do story I've ever heard. Gemma, what did you do for your hendy? I went to the Ritz. I went to the Ritz for afternoon yeah, tea. Yeah, had a proper hendy. And I went, hang on, no, let me tell you. I got my hair and makeup done. We'll get to this done, in a minute. In a vintage um, makeup place. And yeah. I have to tell you, I looked absolutely banging. I give myself five out of five. <laughs> went and had brunch in an American diner. Then we went shopping in Harrods. Then we went to um, afternoon tea at the Ritz. And then we went to karaoke. And it was brilliant. Yeah, and we were driven. We drove a very long way up to Scotland. Got <laughs> rained on. Did you ever go to Wales? No, no, we didn't go to Wales. We went to Scotland. Um, I do like Scotland. Anyway, right. That was a bit of a misery. Anyway, you don't want to know about that. So this week's Coronation Street, we're going to start start by talking about the Ryan and Cheetan story, which certainly ramped up this week, um, and then the court out story because oh court my is God, now out just go. of Hardy's life, and then she came back it's again, like and now she's gone again. And like I thought Halloween it was building up to something movie. more exciting than actually. Where she comes back, she has to be shot on the head to go. <laughs> um, the Papa Dom story, of course, was in it this week. Um, Hooray. Yeah. Um, Tim gets his tackle out. That was a great thing on yeah, Monday's yeah, episode, was wasn't it? That was fantastic. Good and acting. you actually praised Tim on Monday's I Street Talk Shorts as well. Oh, you praised Joe Dottine. So by yeah. proxy, Tim was included in there just a little bit. But that was fab. Dylan delivering. I don't know. If, uh, oh, God, d- yeah, this, Dylan's got a paper round, everybody. Oh, I can't wait to talk about I don't that want, one. I don't like there it was really. a little bit more of the P Terminator story. Slight bit of the Ed Gamble. Um, and like I said, we've got the Hope and Gory story, which we've already talked about. A Terminator sounds like some kind of premature baby delivery device invented in Victorian Britain that usually kills the baby. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, it's not. Um, would you like me to, to tackle the Ryan and Cheetah story? Well, yeah, it sounds like you want to. Yeah, I will. I, I will. You know, I've, I've been a bit down on this whole Ryan and Daisy stuff the last um, month or so, but um, it was. I, I thought it was good this week. I liked it. I apart from <laughs> from Lauren, it's like, I, don't, I really don't know what Corey wants us to think about Lauren. It it kind of is feeling like we're supposed to be sorry for her still, but I just can't. I can't do it, and I. I don't know you're now whether anything feel, can happen. No, you're going to feel for so me to feel bad, bad for Lauren. Like she whinges and whines out. and cries and says, "Oh, my life's terrible, oh. Ryan. You're my only friend." I'm like, I don't. I don't all this care, money, Lauren. all this money that she's collecting, Michael. What she does is she gathers it up and she chews it, chews it, chews it, and stores it in her cheeks. And she goes down to the canal and there's a, a little abandoned pregnant dog there who's who's about to give birth to puppies and and she goes and feeds from her cheeks all the all the wadged up cash and nurtures the the pregnant dog and then you're going to get to see the, the her birth and it will be a litter of all beautiful different 
a favourite designer dog breeds that everybody loves. Like, there's going to be a pug, there's going to be a, another whippet, there's going to be a Saint Bernard, there's going to be um, a Golden Retriever. You're I'd... going to feel like... And there will be one cat. Oh, okay. Just for diversity, just, and you're going to feel like a right mum. <laughs> so, but anyway, Ryan, Ryan is also Nike at uh, Lauren at the beginning of Monday's episode because of the whole blackmail stuff last week, and he's got to go to work because he needs to go and earn some money because he owes money. money what money, do you money, think money, that money. she's getting this money for? We still don't know. It's got. It's got to be something that tugs at the heartstrings. It's not going to be. She's yeah, we've said every week that it's going to be something like. Or, it's been three weeks now, I think. It's, that it's going to be something. It's got to be something that really really makes you feel bad for her is is she gonna be is she being blackmailed herself although she was on the phone to somebody wasn't she yeah and they were kind of i can't remember what she was saying to them about the fact that she's got to give them the money i don't remember is it is it she's supporting a victim of her her father's crimes there's I, it's I, gonna be something really dull and virtuous isn't it like yeah, oh so. i've got a subscription to a food bank um, anyway, Ryan turns up at the bistro and says, look, you need need help with Improbably the music at the, hotel, at the Halloween do. Improbably yeah. virtuous, because it's not bad to support No, you can, be, you can be virtuous. I'm just saying, like, I don't believe for a second that Lauren's going to do anything altruistic, do you? Um, no. Probably no. not. Sorry. So, anyway, Ryan's going to have to be on a shift with Daisy, even though they've been trying to avoid each other, but he's just got the... Get as much cash as they can at the moment, Some so it looks say, like they're going to have to mingle with each other tonight. They're like magnets in that. They're attracted to each other. Wow. That's what they were saying. Um, Ryan says, look, Ryan spends most of the evening trying to get to Daisy and say, look, we need to talk about what's going on with us. He's just like, he's he was being a little bit stalky himself on Monday night, wasn't he? See, I want to say, the thing about magnets is that if you turn them, they repel one another. And that might be part of the of the metaphor. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think so? Because once they turn, they'll hate each other. If they both turn, though, then they get they just bum stick together. Well, I've heard that can be a problem. <laughs> anyway, she didn't want to talk about it, and he says he just said, "Who do you want to be? Will you want to be me, sexy Brian, or Daniel? Make up your mind, love." Um, bit later on. Ryan sees some notifications pop on Lauren's phone. This didn't really go anywhere, did it? It looks like she's on Ovid's now, even though she's only 17. Well, it's part she's of turned this content story provider. that she is destitute because she's being forced to give money for some reason. Yeah, but she so, so Ryan feels guilty that he's inspired her to, to take her clothes off in front of the world. I tell you what, she could have got the idea from anywhere, Ryan. I wouldn't flatter yourself. Yeah. Anyway, she tells him to bog off and locks herself in her room because she's so ashamed or something. I don't know. And he's like, look, Doran, it's against the law. You're underage. She just doesn't care. She needs the money. Um, and he's trying to make her see sense. And they have a little scene about this and saying, oh, no, I, I, I don't do not do what I do. I know you, you think it is. Oh, you're in control now. But tell you what, Lauren, it's going to take you some dark places and you'll be on the front of the TV mags and everything. You don't well, want to do it. I was going to say... You're saying, oh, it's, it's so dark, you're not, you're underage, it's you sh- it's illegal. What he needs to do is say to her, listen, you can spin this and make more money by doing a countdown to your birthday. It was all the rage oh when gosh. it was, when it was Emma Watson, do you remember? I, do, I certainly do, yeah. Bloody hell. He says, I'd... look, I'm going to get, she's, no, she's, he's going to report her, but she says that if he does, then the she's going to go and tell Ryan about, mm, 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 mm. no, Daniel, about him and Daisy. Oh, no. Um, does he go? I love blackmail stories. Remember. Aren't they great? Aren't they brilliant? And so just, interesting. Just a weekly blackmail. 
Ryan goes and tells Daisy about this and she's worried about <laughs> the pair, the truth about the pair of them coming out. Ryan says, look, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, Daisy, even if it means you're staying with Daniel. Look, I... Ryan's so dumb. Honestly, Ryan needs to blow up that relationship and then he gets Daisy. Why is he being so stupid? I don't get it. <laughs> so they go hunting for Lauren before she goes and tells Daniel about what's going on between them. And she's actually at Daniel's having, having some very apt literature um, being read. a great Gatsby. Was it? Well, I, it, it strikes me that no one in Coronation Street has ever read a book that isn't somehow <laughs> related <laughs> to their story. Yeah, you know, no. yeah, literally, true. I don't think anyone's ever discussed anything where someone's not having secret. Oh, this is just like what's going on in my <laughs> life. But literature, great literature, Michael can speak to everybody. Yeah, it's just it's always so relatable. It's just a little bit too. Nobody on that. No, yeah, I don't think anyone's read To Kill a Mockingbird on that. On that street, have they? <laughs> Who's locked in the cellar? <laughs> um, I want to just them to read some sci-fi or something. Just a war of the world. Life. Oh no, I am legend. <laughs> I've been reading this book about a man. Oh no, I can't give away the secret, can I? I'll keep my mouth shut because that's a good book. You you should read imagine that. if they were reading War of the Worlds and then just in the, in the window it's not behind a book, them. Though, is it? It's a, it's a radio play. Yeah, it came from a book. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, I've read it. Oh, well done. Yeah, I'm literate. Go on, um, you know, Just imagine, and then these giant tripods come walking down the cobbles behind them. And then Sam goes, don't worry, I know what to do. <laughs> yeah, just sneeze on him. Mm. Um, anyway, so... Spoiler. <laughs> Daisy's trying to get rid of Lauren. She, she, she comes up with some story about, oh, look, Roy's owes you some money, Lauren. Clearly it's code for, I'm going to give you the money you're blackmailing for if you just bog off, don't tell Daniel, please, please, please. So Lauren continues the code by upping the amount she claims she's owed by Roy from 200 to 500 pounds. Yeah, so minx. this is when, so yeah, Daniel and Daisy are are doing this studying when Daisy comes in and then Lauren yeah, starts. Yeah, I, know, I didn't really, I'm just making sure everyone knows. And then Daniel goes they watched it and Daisy and, and Lauren are left alone. Hmm. And then she says, because you're drinking your tea, that um, <laughs> she's, uh, that sleeping with Ryan was a mistake. And she insinuates that Lauren's made plenty of mistakes herself. And I love Daniel. I'm not going to break his heart. I thought you were going to No, I don't stop know where you got to on the notes now. Um, um, she, yeah, Lauren says, oh, look, I'm not going to tell Daniel. Don't worry. But I hope somebody does because he's better off without you. Do you think there's a bit of jealousy there between... Do you think that... Do you think that... Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. Lauren's not going to fancy Daniel, is she? Oh, please. If It, it could happen. Oh. Oh. Although I tell you what, I would like to see. I want. I want it's to. Not the first. I wanted to go for a French GCSE and start falling in love with Ken when he teaches her French. Mm. He's still got it, baby. He, has, he, he has. still knows all the French vocabulary you could ever want. Um. So anyway, she 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 ends up going, and then that's that's all the bit. Anything anything in this story that involved Lauren, I didn't find particularly interesting this week. But then we get to the Halloween party, which is very fun. Um. Well, yeah, Lauren comes in and Ryan's telling her, move out, I don't want to live with oh, you Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, but the, re- the rest of it's good. It's ba- it's basically just Ryan hunting... skip through no, it's fine. the relevant parts. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Well, what are you... What's I'm just saying Ryan, Ryan's hunting down Daisy for most of the evening, so trying to say, look, we need to talk about it, We need to... and she's like, no, she, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to confront um, the fact that she's you know, torn between two men, but eventually she agrees to go into the back room of the bistro. With Ryan, Ryan and Daisy. Yes, thank you. So they meet up in the back and he says, look, I know you said you wanted to stay with Daniel, but 
deep down, and then he goes to kiss her, and she pulls away. Somebody could see, she says. We, you were expecting, like, Debbie to walk in I, through the other door, weren't you? this. So they made such a big point of showing you the fact that there were two doors in this in this office, and I'm not sure that we knew that there were two doors. Or yeah. it wasn't... I mean, it, okay, well, it wasn't obvious to me before there were two doors. And they kept showing them kissing with the door in the background, like, hey. I think Coronation Street's got this fetish for extraneous doors at the moment because they've got these flats with two doors in them that people don't use one of them even though it would be very handy in several several points for them to use that extra door like in a video game isn't it when you're wandering around yeah. it's like there's a door no locked, no, locked. there's locked. another one locked oh, okay it's uh, like Resident Evil yeah um, anyway, so they start having a bit of a snoggeroo session, don't they? And, um, and But meanwhile, Daniel comes into the bistro and he's kind of looking around for Daisy. And he sees her coming out of the room later oh, and why? Ryan. Yeah, exactly. And he, he's, he's looking a bit he's suspicious. He's like, I am trying there. to put something together here. He thinks also, Debbie sees on. this is going on too. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of the, the the end of Monday's episode, and I th- I I was thinking that it was all kind of quite sexy, and um, you keep saying sexy about this. What? Well, no, I, I, I don't like the I don't like this word from you. I just I just about a woman cheating on a. <laughs> I just felt Beyonce. the spark a lot more in that episode, and I don't know whether it was the costumes or the or the dark light to or any any relationship on Corey ever. Haven't I? No. Well, I, I guess I'm doing a good job with it. Anyway, Wednesday's you need episode. To get your hormone levels checked um, or something. And in, in much the same way that, <laughs> in much the same way that nobody ever reads a book on Coronation Street without it um, having some deep Deeper meaning, meaning yeah. about what the characters are going through. No child has ever drawn a picture in Coronation Street without it making somebody who's depicted in the picture feel bad in some way. Yeah, and, that's and this why you time, shouldn't let them draw. This time it's Bertie who's um, drawn a picture of their happy family of him and Daisy and Daniel and uh, and Daisy's like, oh no, I've cheated on on Daisy. Oh no, I'm ruining on, on the Daniel. family picture. Yeah, basically. I've made and, this child's drawing obsolete. But anyway, they, that, Ryan, I forgot to say this, the previous night had um, arranged, had said to Daisy, look, why don't, we, why don't we get a hotel together and then we don't need to worry about people bursting in on us or anything like that. And Daisy has gone along with that. So she's telling um, Daniel, I know what a harlot, on Wednesday's episode that she's going to go and stay with her mum because she's kind of sniffing around and wants to rebuild bridges and stuff. So um, she, Daniel has got no reason to disbelieve her really at the moment. Um, but as the episode goes on, his uh, curiosity and suspicions are certainly aroused. So in the cafe later, um, Daniel's there with Lauren and saying, oh, you're really clever. You've got so much potential. You're going to smash this English GCSE. And Max joins in with this and he bets her £20 that she can get a grade six, whatever that is. I'm just looking this up. Is that good? Is that like a it's C? It's a high grade B. Oh, really? I, 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 I wouldn't want to bet that. I don't, why did they change it? I don't understand why they changed it. People get it's letters so for un- grades. It's so confusing. Mm, oh, well. Um, so, Debbie comes visiting Ryan later Apparently, on. Apparently, A star is now an 8 and a 9. Okay. So, you can get even higher than a normal A star. Well, what do you know? Um, so... Ryan is visited by Debbie later and apparently someone's holding the Sweet 16 at Chariot Square at some point and she offers him a DJ gig. She notices that he's packed a bag 
Um, and, and he admits about going to this hotel room with Daisy and um, so that they can have some space with themselves. Debbie looks looks like she's going to be against it, but then she's like, oh, you know, me, I'm hardly one to judge. We've all done it, haven't we, love? And Art says, why don't you come to Chariot Square Hotel? You can come go in here for a discount. So Ryan's like, sorted, and um, decides to go along there. The Jenny is also in with this secret. She comes around to see Daisy at the flat. What's all this about your mum sniffing around, eh? Um, you don't have to go along with, with this just because you're a nice person. And then Daisy starts blubbing. Oh, I'm not a nice person. I'm having an affair. Oh, no. She... How how sorry did you feel for Daisy this week and her, um, uh, you know, feeling that she's spiralling out of control here and can't really do anything and is genuinely torn between two people? What? Daisy. How did you feel about Daisy? Did you feel sorry for her this week? No, not really. Do you want to expand on that? Um, I don't, I don't know that I... Everyone's doing a really good job, but I don't... I don't buy her... I don't buy a connection to either of them. Really? Mm, no. But she's got to go between... She's got to have one or the other. Your poll says she's so. She's going to end up with neither. I, I... I would feel more sorry for Daisy if... It's not exactly the... It's reminding me a little bit of Sarah Louise, because earlier in this year, she could have said no to Damon many times and just you know, drawn a line under it and said, look, we're not going there. Yep, there's some kind of attraction between us. We've got some chemistry, but no, I'm with Adam. That's the end of it. But Sarah was kind of being a bit flirty in her rebuffles, wasn't she? She's like, oh, no, Damon, me? No, never. But Daisy is kind of very genuinely feeling like she really, really, really doesn't want to go there and she can't help it. She's not... She It doesn't necessarily feel like she's leading him on. Dan, Ryan's the one that's pestering, I feel. And Daisy, mm. don't, don't you feel that Ryan's being a bit of a pest? And it, he, he kind of needs to leave her alone. He's the one that's insistent, oh, we love each other, I love you, it's, it's fate. It's He's very confident, isn't he, about about their, their yeah. feelings for each other. And, I, you know, Daisy's talking about her, She's she's really acting like there's some great, um, love of the ages between her and Ryan. Like when she describes it to Jenny, she's sort of saying, "Oh, you know, I, I'd walk through fire for him and all this stuff." But I also love, da- like, I also love Daniel, and it just makes me think: Are you just being? Are you just like, oh, I'm so comfy with Daniel, and he provides everything I want? It just, I, I always go back to that initial thing of her being a bit of a gold digger with the whole house thing. I do wonder whether at the end of this she's going to have neither of them. I think that would kind of... Well, that would be... That would be just how... Perfect justice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, But no, I feel... I feel... If if Ryan wasn't so um, insistent, would Daisy be able to resist and just go back to a happy, normal life with Daniel? She wanted to move away, didn't she? Both Ryan and, and Daniel have kind of... And on Daniel's part, accidentally conspired to make it so that she can't escape the proximity mm. with with Ryan, and it's like she's kind of like physically addicted to being around him. Whereas Daniel, she's got this kind of like a deep. Well, you know, there's there's kind of like the superficial kind of 
really sexy hot love that she feels for Ryan and then this also kind of family like comfort that she feels with with Daniel mm. and, and in a way she's just kind guy. of maturing isn't she and I think she's always she's, been one for mean? the kind of sexy maturing? hot love. no but she's going now, after Ryan well no she's she's, she's really like, a part of her is thinking you know maybe mm. it's time that I want to settle down now and she does have a Poor old Bertie in this. I think she's obviously got real affection for him. And when he was drawing that picture and tugging at her little heartstrings on Wednesday's episode, I felt really bad for her. We know that Daisy really loves kids and she's got a ready-made family here. She had a tough upbringing, didn't she? With with um, with Mr Midgley and um, Christina, you know, at loggerhead some of the time. And... She, in a way, I think she would just like a, a lovely, happy family setup that's different to what she used to have. Um, but also, she likes to be a bit sexy and flirty and naughty. Unfortunately, I don't. I I, I don't feel much. Sim. I, I'm not feeling like I'm on Daisy's side here, which is obviously where you're supposed to be. I I am a little bit more. I, I I've been quite down on Daisy, as you know, for the last month or two. But I, I, I am genuinely feeling her, you know, the fact that she's trapped um, and that she wants to give up Ryan. But he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's an addi- addiction. Is he still going on, speaking of which, is he still going off in his steroids thing, I wonder? We haven't, I don't know. haven't seen those around for a little while. Maybe he'll punch Daniel in the face. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what I was kind of hoping for on today's episode, especially when they had that confrontation in the street. Today's, I was... I was thinking, oh, this could be a banging episode. I was kind of just wanting it to build up to something that it didn't really build up to. But um, yeah, I, I, anyway, let's move, let's move on. I'm sure there's more we can talk about that later. Anyway, she J- Daisy's there with Jenny just having a good old blub. So <laughs> Daniel um, said later on, just so happens, what are the chances? I just so happens to be there when Ryan is getting into a hotel no, he's not. He's getting into a taxi to take him to a hotel. And Steve is very loudly announcing, Ooh, la la, you're going to Chariot Square, are you, mister? Daniel goes, hmm, Ryan's going to a hotel. Think I'll store that little bit of information. Daisy, meanwhile, is still telling Jenny about how amazing and fit as Ryan is. How she wants to protect him and how she loves the time she spends with him. And and now he's told me he loves me. What do I do? Jenny's like, for heaven's sake, woman. She kind of, there's one bit, I can't remember whether it was here, that Jenny just like tips her head back and rolls her eyes in exasperation about the, the trouble that her stepdaughter's got herself into. And she's Jenny's like, why would you drop everything you got with Daniel for this? Who do you love? Which one of them? And Daisy's like, oh, both of them. I just don't know what to do. And Jenny, because, you know, she's been on this show for a good 40 years or so, says, Daniel's going to find this out. You know this. You can't have a th- can't have a, a love triangle in Coronation Street or a secret affair without somebody else finding out about it. So you just need to tell him now. Otherwise, you're going to get caught out. I think she's right. Do you think it's... How much do you think it's possible for somebody to love two people at once why are you asking me just checking i'm just testing you that's a weird question because you do get you know these polyamorous types don't you and the your thruples and i don't think that this story is going down there at least i very much hope not um i don't know i it just doesn't feel seem right to me at least that you can fully love one person whilst at the same time loving someone else but 
people people do, I guess. I'm not getting involved. Don't get involved in this, Gemma says. All right, then. Well, Jenny says, no, one or the other, and just tell Daniel if you're going to stick with Ryan, please. So... It's not really... The thing is, right, it's not a question of can you love two people at once. It's how do they feel about it? <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah, irrelevant. So. <laughs> it's irrelevant whether you can feel that emotion for two people at once. Because if because... everyone's cool with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are people that are perfectly fine with that. Mm. But I don't imagine that Daniel would be one of them and Ryan certainly isn't mm. see uh, do you, I, you, you said that the, the Daisy and Dan, uh, Ryan is the hot sexy love um, do you feel anything like that between Daisy and Daniel because no. I I, I don't he's the safe one he is but you can still be safe and a bit exciting Michael I can't answer any of these because I feel like you're inserting yourself in the conversation <laughs> no, <not at> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just digging for compliments here. Which one do I do? <laughs> you're Daniel. I am, you know you're Daniel. I know I'm the Daniel. You've got a this. house. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and you're a teacher. I just would really like the Daisy and Daniel relationship to stay the course. But I, I don't know I felt I felt a bit... I was into the whole chalk and cheese aspect of Daniel and Daisy's relationship. But they haven't done any work on, on those two as a couple. Um, and recently and and you know daniel's turning into a kind of a bit of a jealous a je- i think he's getting slightly obsessed with this idea that ryan and daisy are together which is understandable because they are i would agree that recently they've not done a whole lot about ryan and uh, yeah. sorry, daniel since and daisy they got married since they were going to get married since they were gonna get, he, he's been very much he's a, the background uh, very much in the background in this story but over the course of the last few years i would say that of of most of the couples that, that have been on the street, we've probably seen more of them. We've certainly seen more of them than we have of Adam and Sarah, maybe, or, you know, Beth and Kirk, or or anyone like that. So, but it, it is it is just a, a, a family-safe kind of love, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, so, Daniel, later on, finds something of Daisy's. And it took us a while. It's a good job he mentioned it, didn't he? Because he finds this long rainbow cordy thing. I didn't have a clue what this was about. Apparently it was Daisy's phone charger. So he, believing that da- Daisy is at her mum's house, gives Christina a ring and says, oh, look, I've got Daisy's, Daisy's phone charger here. Can you give it round to her? And we don't hear the other side of the conversation, but it appears that Christina is caught off guard somewhat by the... Uh, suggestion from Daniel that she's with Daisy, but she twigs pretty soon that it's probably in her daughter's best interests if she goes along with this story. And she says, oh yeah, yeah, she's here, great, I'll let her know. So. Christina's a good one to have in a crisis. I think so, I think so. We, I, wasn't, I was not in the slightest expecting to see her no, in tonight's yeah. episode. Yeah, I know. How the... come she can turn up for this, but some people can't even turn up for a funeral? When was the last, was the last time we saw her when she was cursing yeah, the wedding? right before, before the wedding, Before the acid yeah. attack. Um, so yeah, her, her showing up on Friday at the precinct was a very nice surprise. And I think she was great. I, I really, I, I enjoyed Christina today. I think that she was um, being very wise. Um, so Daisy, meanwhile, is meeting up with Ryan at the hotel. She just wants to go straight to the room. She's clearly very uncomfortable. She's nervous about somebody spotting her. She's probably heard about all the other stories about characters being um, caught in... Um, what's it called, compromising positions with others at that uh, hotel bar, so she just wants to go straight up to the room. And you see them get inside the lift, and Ryan's there just looking like all his Christmases have come at once, or if it was you, all your Halloweens had come at once. Yay! <laughs> and uh, and Daisy's looking really, really mega uncomfortable. It, it 
it really is in a way it, it reminds me of in a very small way of Justin and how he was pursuing Daisy she was un- she she didn't want it and now it's Ryan he's he's kind of taken the place of, of Justin in this story do you, are you getting any feeling any similarity there mm-hmm. no just me then, just me then. So, um, they go to the hotel room and Ryan's trying to get a bit amorous and she's squirming out of his grip. She's like, no, this this, this doesn't feel right. And he's like, oh, I get it that you're scared. Maybe, you know, maybe we could just we could just have a hug tonight, just be together. He's just so absolutely desperate, isn't he? He, he wants to, you know, put his stamp on him. He wants to brand her. Um, and she's... It's, 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 it's a, a little bit rapey, I'm going to say. It's also boot on the other foot compared to a couple of years ago when she was the one that um, pursuing him. that was pursuing him and getting Trying him drunk. Be very... Rub his leg under the table. Well. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? You keep looking like you want to say something, then you know. So, um, look, he said, this doesn't have to be a wild night of passion or anything. Let's just stay together. We're always going to be attracted to each other. So nothing we can do about that, is there? And Daisy says, no, I love Daniel. I love Daniel. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be with the, the other woman. Um, speaking of Daniel... She's not the other woman. She is the woman. She, she doesn't want to be who, the woman who's I got the other man. I don't want you to be the other man. Yeah. Um, meanwhile... It's funny how there is no other man, is there? There's never another man. There's no That's other man. It's just a man that just shags about. <laughs> um, Gemma, they call him the stud. How did you find that scene where Daniel turns up at the Chariot oh, Square bar f- later how, on? What did I think of that scene? <laughs> oh no, why did you do it, Coronation Street, please? What's happened? I think, uh, um, um. So he he's obviously very suspicious because he saw that Ryan getting in the cab to go to Chariot Square and he's he just doesn't believe that he that, that, that the story that Daisy's telling him is true. So he comes in and he starts going around looking really nervous and they, I can't even, I, well how do you describe what was going on with the camera? It was... It was just kind of like, whoosh, 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 oh, zoom. It's like, oh, I'm looking Sound everywhere. Effects. And the camera's coming from this angle, and now it's coming from the other angle. Everyone's busy. It was completely and, and utterly unnecessary. And even though, I, you know, we hate the flashbacks and everything when they use that kind of a technique, but at least I can see why sometimes they use these camera well, effects this felt- or sound effects. And this was literally just a, sign, <laughs> a scene like- where somebody's looking around for somebody. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, Oh, this isn't dramatic enough. Yeah. Let's add some sound effects. They're like, music. No, Curry's, come on. Curry's saying, oh, everyone takes a mick out of us when we have really low stakes cliffhangers. We've got to make this seem more cool. How can we do it? You can't just start doing things like that every time Please you think that something dramatic it. is happening. We or don't you... need to be, we don't need camera effects to communicate the characters in a turmoil because the actors are good enough. You don't need to. It was... I've never it. seen a... I don't think I've ever seen a more unnecessary yeah, really experimental was. editing at on least, Coronation Street. At least usually it's used to depict like a genuine mental crisis. This was just, I can't see... I'm looking for my girlfriend in a, in a bar. Can you imagine if they just used that at other random points no. in this week's Corrie? Like, oh, Tim doesn't want to go fishing. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Or, or like... Uh, a, a, uh, well, they, i tell you where they could have used it. When... What? um. When Hope was asking Sam about his mum. Yeah. You could have had a proper flashback. What though. about when Beth couldn't decide which taxi to get in last week? <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> 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 like we we definitely recognise that this is an uninspiring cliffhanger. 
echoey like get in the cab love hey love 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 half price fares 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 why your prawns does are any... defrosting 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 <laughs> does anybody find it effective what the hell Nobody whose decision this. is it is this an Ian McLeod thing or is it a dis- is it directors this. trying to be arty and cool and Ian's like yeah go for it it honestly it is so so bad and that oh. was that was the worst one I have ever seen on Coronation Street please 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 stop doing it um, anyway he goes hunting around the corridors what? knocking on all yeah, the doors this is him this is the beginning this is you seeing the start of unhinged behaviour isn't it he's he, he's knocking on the doors thinking he can just knock on every hotel room door until he finds his fiancée here's a tip Daniel when anyone in Coronation Street goes to Chariot Square Hotel they always go in the exact same hotel room so why not just knock on that one eh <laughs> he should have gone down to the reception and said which one's the set which, which Where, one's, where's the one that's which only one's got the three room walls? for characters <laughs> Yeah, the three of best three walls hotel. I know what he should have done. He should have um, done with panels that will slide out for the cameras. Distracted the reception staff and then phoned up all the hotel rooms. And the only ones who will be able to answer the phone are Ryan and Daisy because the rest of them are long speaking extras. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, yeah, which one's the room that Ed was electrocuted in, that Feed and raped Anna in, that um, Stephen had a meltdown in and got proposed to a lady? What was the one where they had the. They were sitting. Um, either side of a wall. Tracy oh, that's and... Tracy and Steve. Was that there as well, was it? I think it Might was. Have been. Uh, anyway. What he... hotel would it have been at? And also, which is the room that, that I used to take Nikki into to dress up as Sinead? Was that yeah. at that hotel as well? I think it was. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't find her, but inside the room, they can certainly hear him from the corridor. And they're, they're kind of listening up against the wall. I think Ryan is still finding it all quite a bit exciting, but Daisy is like, her heart is dropping. I'll tell you what it is. He's got here. nothing to lose. No, exactly. If they get found out, he wins because he's. You know, Daniel's going to dump her mm. and he could end up scooping her up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, what's the worst this that Daniel what, can do? I Mess mean, up the other side of his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what I mean about Ryan. I, he's being a bit... He's being quite nice at the moment. But if he wants to take the gloves off, he could certainly make it so that Daisy's got no choice. Yeah. He, he, does that mean... Because he won't. Does that mean it's true love? He's absolutely reached rock bottom this year, hasn't he? He's He's got a drug addiction. He's sold his body online. He's um, been hit in the face with acid. You're right. He he can't... His life... He can't get any lower. He he feels maybe. He's got absolutely nothing to lose here, so he might as well... And, he, and, and now he finally thinks he's got something or someone in the form of Daisy that can elevate everything for him so of course he's going to cling on to her but it, it does feel they can feel like kind of creepy and stalky that's all I'm going to say so um, Daniel ends up getting into a conversation with some guy that works there who um, who kind of shifts his ships him off eventually um, and then late, later on they're packing they're packing all their stuff because they're like they, we, we can't stay here because Daniel knows we're here what are we going to do um, Daisy is by this point really doubling down on her Daniel decision and um, she says look I'm, I'm going to have to stay here though because I've told Daniel that I'm staying at my mum's house so I can't just go back home now so um, Ryan ends up kind of going going what back off. What a cow she just <laughs> thoroughly blue she gets a free night in a hotel 
Sorry, Ryan, it really doesn't Oh yeah, make but sense. Gemma, she didn't enjoy it because of her sad. river turmoil. She had a sad bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, she did. And then she went and stayed at the Grand as well, didn't she? No, she I had... think she forged that. No, I don't. Really? No, I think that she told somebody later on that she... Oh. Yeah, she, she said, and she said, oh, I couldn't stay there, so I went to the Grand Hotel. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and Ryan still had to... He had to pay. He didn't pay yeah. the price, but he still paid. Why not let him stay there? I know. Where did Ryan go? Well, it's not special for Ryan, is it? Because he literally used to live at the Chariot Square Hotel. That's he was, true. He lived there for about six months. No, so. that's true. Why did Debbie give him half price? Why did she just give him a free room? Uh, yeah. It's not really not really, this, not really, really fun and exciting and exotic if you're just going back to no. the, the hotel you go to you, is the one yeah, you used you, to live in. Yeah. Anyway, I think people have forgotten about that. So, I have. Um, Daniel sees Ryan and Debbie in the bistro later and he starts kind of getting very, very, what <laughs> Debbie calls a willy-waving competition, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> There's not many characters that could say that, but she, she's so she delivered it just perfectly. She is just like, she's just so cool. She's just sitting there with her cool glasses on and she's observing the, the drama. Mm. And she gets, she does involve herself a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. What was the other thing that she was getting herself involved with? There was a scene in the cafe... And she was sitting behind a couple of other characters this week. I can't remember. Was it the Tim and Sid? I can't remember. I'm sure I'll get we'll figure it out when we get to the notes. But yeah, she was, she was awesome. Yeah, um, so anyway, Dan, Daniel's there kind of really getting up in Ryan's face saying, because he, he knows, doesn't he? He, he, is, he has convinced himself that Ryan and Daisy were at this hotel earlier and he just couldn't find them. And he's like, so, getting up to anything interesting in that hotel, though? And he's just pestering, pestering, pestering. Um, partly giving Ryan a taste of his own medicine, I'm going to say. Jenny's there as well with Rita and kind of leaps up to try and um, break things up, but doesn't doesn't get have any joy with that. So um, Debbie ends well, up right, saving Jenny the day. Yeah, the, yeah, they go off. And then Debbie ends up saving the day by saying... Well, yeah, Ryan was at the hotel earlier because I had some odd jobs for him to do and he was just helping me out, doing manly things. And Daniel, for a moment, is really relieved and he kind of says, oh, I'm really sorry, I was par- I'm getting so paranoid about this. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but please, Ryan, um, <laughs> forgive me for my... Um, paranoia. My paranoia. And um, anyway, he phones up Daisy later um, and she's still at the hotel. Just as she's, Just as she picks the phone up, the very second that she picks the phone up, that's when room service decide to knock on the door. And Daniel's she like, what's that? Are you, the in, door. are you in a hotel? And she has to think very fast and just blurt out a load of lies about falling out with her mum and deciding to go and stay at a hotel. I didn't come back to you because of reasons. Maybe I had a I few was... much... To bit too Miserable. much to drink, and uh, she's got very keen to just end this call now after telling him that she loves him, of course. But um, he's left at the end of the episode looking very heartbroken because he's back to thinking, Oh no, my suspicions were absolutely correct. confirmed and correct. So yeah, my question is, What did the room service person do? What do you mean? Well, they knocked on the door, said room service, and then she goes in the bathroom. What do they do? Leave, leave it outside it or did they take it downstairs? Is she going to get an irate phone call from reception asking why she ordered this steak and chips and didn't want it? <laughs> I think Is she going to have a cold and sweaty steak and chips? Probably. Oh, how's that? No wonder she was annoyed. (laughs) Um, Friday's episode comes round, and this is when we see Christina, Daisy's mum, making a little cameo appearance in the precinct. Um, It's a good... That precinct is certainly getting an awful lot of use now this year, isn't it? 
Yes. Where did they used to go? I suppose before when people used to want to have secret meetings with people, they <laughs> maybe thought that Victoria Gardens was far enough. Well... It makes sense that if you want to have secret meetups, then you would go to somewhere a bit further away than just around the corner from where you live. Yeah, I mean, we always make fun of, like, people... Oh, it's so convenient how everybody overhears everything, but really there's only, like, what, one, two, three streets for them to walk up and down. Of course they're going <laughs> to overhear everything. <laughs> anyway, um, so Daisy's kind of there sharing her woes with her mum. Daniel, meanwhile, is got, is got to get some dad time with Ken, saying, look, I, I'm just getting really, really angry and I'm jealous and I'm paranoid about what's going on. Every time they're with each other, um, I feel like there's something, you know, some kind of chemistry or something between them and I feel like I'm the odd one out. It's like I'm being a teenager again and being excluded. We've seen Daniel go to some really dark places in the past, haven't we? Um, he's, you know, when Daniel loses it, Oh, gosh. He's terrifying. He pushes people down the stairs. And I think Daisy, he's... Look, okay, sorry to interrupt you, but at the end of this episode, Daniel takes Daisy to a place with a staircase that looks painful as hell. Is he planning to push her down that staircase? <laughs> I, I'd like to think that Daniel... He's, this is him. This will be his three for three. He pushed Ken down the stairs. He pushed Max down the stairs. Now he's moved to a flat. Gonna make for it no reason, trick. has a staircase. There's no reason for that staircase to be there. Oh, what, that uh, spiral staircase? Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine her tumbling down that? She's going to get cuts all over herself. Yeah. <laughs> Ken says, That's my prediction Ken for a nice says, Christmas Day episode. Talk to Daisy. Don't jump to any conclusions. You know, Ken is the, the master like, of... If she gets lippy with you, push her against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Ken's the master of what to do in these situations. Yep. Just push her against the door yep. and then it'll be a talking point on documentaries can... about Coronation Street for the next 40 years. He's like, the main thing is, get yourself in a clip show. Yeah, yeah. This is a love triangle then. <laughs> this is your big chance at the big time, Daniel. Exactly. Milk it, mister. So, Ryan's packing all of his stuff at the flat because he's, he's decided he can't live there anymore. Lauren... Oh, yeah, Lauren comes back into it and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. Nobody cares about me. I don't you have any friends. Me, <laughs> I don't have any friends or people that care about me and you're one of them. Well, why'd you blackmail me then? It's probably why you don't have any friends. Ryan ends up softening and gives her a hug and says, oh, we can be mates. No, give me my money back. But oh, I don't, I don't, no, I she's get, not worth it, Daniel. I get Honestly, mad when somebody not. owes me money for a meal that I paid for, let alone blackmail me for 500 <laughs> quid. <laughs> well... Daniel's just a better person than we are, Jenna. Oh, definitely. He's, he's he also... may have a scarred face, but his soul <laughs> no, is still pristine. One? Ryan? Oh, Ryan, sorry, yeah. Ryan. Oh, I thought you... Well, Dan Daniel and Ryan are both better than we are. Um, Daisy has told her mum about everything that's going on with Ryan. And she... Mum kind of makes a thing about, oh, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Your dad was a bit of a an eye-wanderer himself. And Daisy's like, I don't appreciate that comparison. Thank you very much. Christina again, like Jenny, just says, "Do do you love Ryan? Do you love Daniel? You can't you can't love them both." And Daisy says, "Look, I just want to be with Ryan." Or does she say Daniel? I can't remember. <laughs> I have to lost track about it. What did she say? She must she must have picked Daniel. Um, better the devil you know. I I don't know. She, she where's Ryan gonna live? Is he going back? Where's he going? Back um, with Peter. Back with, back with Peter maybe and Carla. Can Probably. I just say, why is this sofa so creaky all of a sudden? Have you noticed over the past two weeks? I have not noticed the creaky sofa, no. Spooky it's you that's it's doing Halloween it. So this is all the way that I'm putting on. Um, she she <laughs> begs Christina to tell Daniel if he should ring her. Yes, she was with me yesterday and then we had a fallout and 
I believe she may have said she was going to a hotel. Mum, when my fiancé phones, can you pretend you're a bitch? Oh, no, <laughs> you can, can't you? That comes very naturally. Well, fortunately, um, Daisy gave her that heads up because the very next scene, Ryan does indeed call... Daniel. Oh, my God. Ryan, Dad. <laughs> Daniel. I tell you what, in order to in order so that you can find um you can differentiate them, let's make let's make up a name where they both have a different letter that their name starts with and they both have different amount of syllables. Oh way. It already is. Daniel <laughs> does indeed phone up Christina and says, Tell me about this fallout that you had last night. And Christina, as per um, Daisy's instructions it does go along with it but she's like oh I don't remember what we argued about we Daniel's talking. trying to dig for details isn't he he's like because so, he knows what Daisy's told her and he needs to know if she's gonna he acts dumb to see if she proposes the same details we were talking about asked. Will Smith and Chris Rock and I was on Chris Rock's side and she was on Will Smith's side and then we started bringing up what's her face who shall not be named and the whole thing got really violent and then she started acting it out on me and I was like, you're not even getting an Oscar for this. So I don't know why you're... There's not even a SAP award for you so leave me alone, <laughs> Daisy. We were just talking about a book that we'd read where a character gets splashed with acid on their wedding day and it's just... and, and they fall out with their mum who... Yeah. And, and then the mum cursed it. Anyway, um, so after the call, Katrina says to Daisy, look, just don't waste this second chance that you're getting with Daniel. Cut all your ties with Ryan, missus. Over at number one, Daniel is still looking very, very suspicious indeed. So Daisy goes back to the flat. He's looking suspicious of them. He's looking suspicious of them, yeah. he. This conversation has not He's done not like enough to assuage his... Um, and like putting pipettes of liquid in things. Mm. So Daisy goes back to the flat and shares this awkward kiss with Daniel before he starts asking her about the hotel. And he's really getting mega paranoid about it, as he has every right to, I this think. This is literally... Is this... No, this isn't gaslighting, is it? Because she's not saying, why would you think that? No, he's like... he He's he's like demanding that she shows Where's him evidence that she was at this hotel, the grand she says it was last night. She should have gone to the Midland. Um, but she she ends up rooting around in a bag and pulling out a statement. Mind you, ninety nine quid. That's pretty. That's that's not. That's not too bad, is it? I wish we. For yeah. last night, last minute stay in Manchester. So did it say breakfast included? I don't remember. Oh, I love breakfast. Um, back at the precinct flat, Lauren's there. I still asking about Ryan with Daisy, and he says, "Oh, I really love her, but I only want to be with her if she wants it too." And Lauren says, "I don't. She doesn't deserve you." Blah, 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 blah. Later on, Daisy's with Jenny, telling her what happened. And I don't know. I mean, maybe this is what you missed. Do you see this scene? Because this is where Daisy tells Jenny, "No, I did go to the Grand last night." This might have been when I was trying to Google a picture of an evil support group. Oh, what, for your Tori and Peter <laughs> Maybe it was. But anyway, that explains why she had her grand receipt. Why would you do this? So much money. To, to cover up your affair. I would just... Sorry, Serious I... Serious business. No, I don't, have, I don't have the money for that. I, you'd have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I always think about. All these people that run around cheating and buying gifts and things. Like, why have you... How have you got all this spare money? Don't you have electrics that need fixing and plumbing that's gone wrong? 
Yeah. Don't you have a flooded basement that needs fixing and pumping? Oh my gosh, we had a we're not even going to talk had, about we had it. We a flood last we're week. We're not even talking well, about it. Yeah. So this is this is why this is why the dream of home ownership is is fake. It's all a lie. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's not just the mortgage payments. So there's a there's a good scene um, with Ryan and Daniel later on that had a had a little shot from above, didn't it? Like pigeon cam watching down on them yeah. as they as they ooh, square up to ooh. each other in the street. Oh, and Daniel Daniel gives Ryan a little push, doesn't he? And yeah. he says. You were with Daisy yesterday, and Ryan says, "Look, the reason why things are always a little bit awkward when you see me and Daisy together is because I told her I loved her. I'm really sorry." And Daniel doesn't know how to react by this at first. Then he starts like getting really mad and says, "What? This is how you repay me, Ryan? Everything I've done to help you, and you need to stay away from us now." So at least for a moment, he thinks well, that he knows. Hang on, he's suspicious of Ryan because Ryan's not acting. <laughs> Ryan's act being really nice and kind of like answering all of Daniel's questions and not being defensive, mm. which doesn't feel right. like, I think one of the things that the police say, or like, you know, when you re- watch these videos and they say, oh, oh, how do murderers or whatever give themselves away? Apparently, when you get accused of something, when you're innocent, you always get really angry and indignant about even being accused. Whereas Ryan, when Daniel's like, you're having an affair with, with my girlfriend, he's like, no, mate, we would never, I'm re- you know, why would you think that? Of course, no way. Like, in real life, you'd be like, shut up, Daniel, you stuck up asshole. I've got my own girls I can go shag. I don't need your leftover bird. Mm. So, well, Daniel does... Be, do you know what I mean? If somebody says, like, if I said to you, oh, you stole my Snickers bar, mm. you'd be like, no, you'd get mad, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd, well, I'd get mad when you accuse me of things I haven't done. <laughs> well, yeah. So he's suspicious. It, it feels... I, I, I kind of took away that he was a little bit more relieved here, but he does no, then go back so. and still trying to sneakily dig for information from Daisy, yeah. doesn't he? He's, he does the old Ryan's told me everything trick. But rather than let Daisy dig herself her own grave here, he... he, he Rookie mistake Dumb. Dumb. tells him tells her what Ryan actually did say about him saying that he loved her, and she kind of clings onto this and runs with it a little I bit. Wanted, I was intrigued that she was making biscuits. Was she? I missed that. What a domestic scene he walked Guilt in biscuits. on. Well, it was. She seemed to be making gingerbread people oh, okay. for for birds. She's not making pink wafers for uh, for Todd. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> Don't go there. So there, there was a somebody who says uh, somebody says a line about there being t- CCTV in the hotel. He, he says, "Oh, yeah." He says, oh, "I hope that there wasn't CCTV footage of me um, wandering around the corridors like a dipstick." Which is a nice. Um, well, how else do you do it? That's what you so normally I look like, Daniel. I, I wonder whether that mention of the t of the CCTV. Yeah, I did hear the creaky sofa there. I wonder if that note that mentioned the CCTV is going to lead to something because there will be CCTV of them in the hotel. But I don't know. Well, it can't. Why can't Daniel it, would end up seeing you it? You can't get it without going through Debbie no and Debbie's protecting Ryan because they're both in cahoots yeah yeah exactly so I don't know I don't know maybe it's just a throwaway line I know um, they're trying to make Carla into Ryan's like maternal figure which is obviously makes sense because she's his yeah fake aunt yeah but I'd rather it was Debbie. I know, I prefer Debbie and... I want her to take him under her wing because she's also a bit naughty. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly Mm. that. She'd be like, listen, Ryan. Well, she helped him cheat, didn't she? Mm. She's the aunt, she's the aunt you go to if you've, like, crushed your car because you're drunk or something. Yeah, she is, isn't she? (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, Auntie Debbie, <laughs> I've taken an upper and a downer. What do I do now? She's like, don't worry, I'll be equalised in no time. Yeah. What was this? The best. Do you remember when Daisy 
Uh, not Daisy, sorry, Debbie. But didn't she fake her own death or something at one point when <laughs> she was? Remember. It was when she oh, was. Yeah, um, she did. She was with Ray Crosby. <laughs> she, she like? Yeah, she did. She's bonkers, she's isn't best. she? She's so she's great. Like this whole best. show should be the Debbie show, yeah. and we'd all watch. She had her holy hand grenade earrings on again oh, one episode this that's, week. And that's, are they not Vivian Westwood? I don't know. It just feel like her, she just launches her grenades at all yeah if, ever, <laughs> if anything gets too hairy she just throws it on the floor and then disappears um she just to disappear she just needs to crouch behind something fairly small to be honest Shut up. um anyway so da- daisy goes round to the precinct flat to say sorry ryan oh we, just can't, we can't do this anymore but they still have a little sad hug which um um, Lauren spy is spying oh on through a crack in the door. It's just like great cats. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna say, if you want to call it a quits, Daisy, you don't need Stop to go touching. around there to give him a hug and apologise. I've in had person. friends. It clearly but... shows that you have still got some attachment issues and you're clinging on to it. I've had friends for 25 years. I've never touched in my life. You don't need to hug everybody. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Um, what's going on? Let me have Lauren doing some English. And I just kind of, I, I switched off a little Where bit during that? this scene. There, there, it was the scene where she was talking about, oh, I don't like this book because everyone's cheating on each other. And oh, he's like, yeah. oh, really? Tell me more about how you feel about that. And he's, it was too highbrow. It was too highbrow for me. But basically, it ended him in him kind of suspecting that she knows something about Ryan and Daisy, doesn't it? Oh. Well, I don't know whether it was that or just the situation because he's sort of taking the side of it's understandable how in some situations you might end up cheating. And she's like, no, it's always wrong. And he is inadvertently defending the behaviour that he doesn't... Isn't there some talk about the character who plays the narrator that knows about the affair but doesn't do anything about it? And so she's like, oh, that narrator's so bad, but oh, maybe I'm the narrator of this because I know that they're having it off. I don't know. It's, it's not the nativity play. We don't need a narrator. Anyway, Daniel realises there's something he needs to do, which is, I've bought this Red Bank flat uh, that we were talking about I don't the other have week. any money or income. Well, but he does. I I've want put to teach an offer wage. I've sold my mum's house no, at gonna, last. he's put it on the market. Yeah, yeah. So I put it on the market so now we can live here. Mm. Basically saying, um, why, why, what, what's his game here? Push her downstairs. Does... I said that already. It's obvious. Shouldn't he be wanting to get her far away from Ryan? Or is he that now Maybe so convinced? Testing. Maybe he's testing. Is he so convinced that um, that they're together, he just wants to keep them there so that he can catch them out or something? Is he, you know? I don't... I don't, I honestly, I think he's bonkers. He's bonkers, yeah. Well, because he's been, he's let people live in his mum's house for free all this time, and but he's also been paying rent on a different flat. And now he's, why would you do that? I don't understand why <laughs> you, I understand being nice to people, but don't set yourself on fire keep other people warm when also when you have a child think about Bertie all this money he's paid out in rent having a place so that that poor refugees I understand can live in his house Hmm. Um, what about Bertie and his future he could have been saving that money he was paying on rent and stuck it in an ISA for the kid 
Yeah, very good point. Maybe he's, he's just expecting Bertie to get a windfall when he turns 18. He's got all the Sinead's cash. Also, I'm sure that. there'll be another tragic Barlow death before he comes of age. <laughs> where he'll get a load of money in the will. Um, I just wanted to have a look, because we, we made a uh, made a poll on Twitter, oh, yeah. didn't we, the other day, a about a poll about who people <laughs> should... Uh, whether What was it? Who, should, it? Be, who should Daisy pick? That's it. Who should Daisy pick out of her? I'm just trying to find... Daniel has is is winning oh. the poll. Oh no, it's won the poll. Daniel has won the poll with fifty five percent. So it's pretty close to Ryan's forty five percent. So it looks like most people are saying that she needs to stick with the, the safer one. option. Which you know, as the, as the boring one myself, I would heartily uh, approve of that. It's like, listen, Daisy, you could be a Barlow if you play your cards right, love. But the that's fa- a legacy surname. <laughs> the fact that it's so close to 50-50, I suppose that's what Coronation Street wants. That, that is actually really good for Corey too. Yeah, you're right. That there's going to be. That's what they want us. They want us to be divided. Don't let them divide us. Mm. As fans, we need to decide one or the other. <laughs> who, who are you stuck going with? Ah. Uh, I, I get the boring one in me wants her to stay with Daniel, but she's got some chemistry with with Ryan. But I I don't know whether I buy the whole angle of oh just because they've shared a tragedy together they should shack up. I mean like we said before on the public podcast, everybody has shared a tragedy together on Coronation Street <laughs> at some point. But if they're not careful, it's going to just become a mass orgy for the whole street because like, that's all, a different They've show. all been through all thought, this trauma together. Yeah, that that's after nine. Um, I, I don't think I want to watch that show. No. Um, anyway, I, I just think that she would be crazy to to give up this family for Ryan, who she is she's admitted herself is only seems to come from a tragedy they've had, and supposedly she's got this deeper bond with Daniel. I mean, you know, this is the thing, right? Um, the the English language has got many many good aspects to it. Well, Daniel knows all about that. Um, but one of the major failings of it is that there there is one word for love where there really should be many words for love because I do think that Daisy is experiencing a different kind of love for Ryan than she feels for, for Daniel. And to me, the love that she feels for Ryan is some kind of like new romance, passionate, physical hormonal pheromony kind of love right mm. but the stuff that she feels for daniel is a like a family love that you get when you're with somebody for a longer period of time and to me that is a, a more real kind of love yeah because you can check up with somebody and you know have a one night stand or something with someone you really fancy and then you never see them again and you know mm. but but you that, yeah. that love that she has with Daniel, it feels like, is I, I, more real. I think that's, that's more long last. But she had that with... Didn't she have that with Daniel to start with? Who's to say that Ryan wouldn't end up like that if she gave it more time? Mm. Must be hard to be so... Beautiful. So beautiful and wanted. <laughs> Did, how, I mean, I, I, I've said that I found the well, story you know, a bit I, more engaging this I week. And I think it was the fact that Daniel was starting to piece it together and he was starting to get a little bit more unhinged in his accusations. And, uh, I, and I'm thinking, what is he going to do? And, and it was... I, I felt the passion more between... These these two sneaky lovers. Did he, you did did you find what? it more interesting this week? Did, was it just me? No, I don't know. But I I, I want to say, do you think that Daniel's going to try to win, like 
How, how much he going to try think... and win Ryan's heart? <laughs> that would show, wouldn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. That ultimate revenge. But is this part of Daniel trying to sort of win Daisy's affections by by providing something? What, the flat at the end? Yeah. Is, is he sort of showing, you know, I'm... I'm... And all, in a way, like, is he also trying to manipulate her by... Because she said, I, you know, I can't contribute. And he's like, I, you know... I'll, I'll, but you know, I'll, I'll pay for everything. Is mm. he thinking that if he does that, then she'll have no choice but to stay with him? Yeah, maybe. Because Ryan's homeless now. He's living with with Pete, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Good point. But did honestly, Sorry, did you did what, you find did you enjoy this story particularly more this week? It was more interesting this week, but I'm not emotionally connected to it, and it's nobody's fault. It's just I can't. I can't engage emotionally with everything that happens on Coronation Street. Yeah. I like, I'm glad that I enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, and it seems we've got people talking, which is good. Yeah. Um, Lots of Daisy fans hate this story. No, I know. I know. They, which is interesting. They've they've really... It's not done a good job on the character, but I think they... I feel that they've clawed her back a little bit more this week by showing a modicum of guilt for sneaking around like she's doing. She knows, she knows that it's wrong, <laughs> um, but... Oh, that's all right. She's, she's trying her best to stop it happening, apparently. <laughs> but the fact that she actually went to the hotel tells me that, you know, I she get it. She was kind of anyway, up for it in some way. Don't need to worry about that, do I? Um, talking of Courtney. talking of failed relationships, talking doomed of relationships, passionate love affairs. Oh yeah, ages. hot summer sizzling storyline has <laughs> um, suddenly become very autumnal in the Courtney and Ardy romance stakes this week, hasn't it? Do you want to? Uh, okay. Go through that on, one. On Monday, this is when Bernie shares her dress-up tips about zombie postman, sexy postman, zombie paramedic, sexy paramedic, etc. Which I love. I love Bernie. She's just fun. Her and Debbie, imagine them in a book club together. I'd love it. Um, anyway. oh, that reminded me, something of, uh, in that last story that I didn't mention. It was, not, well, it was kind of in that story, only because um, he was talking to Rita and Jenny at the time. But Kirk and his talking about the discovery of capers, I found kind of amusing. I, I, I missed what he was saying about capers. He was just saying, oh, isn't it funny? You can be alive for all this time and you, you still find things you didn't know existed. <laughs> and he's like, who ever heard of capers? Did you ever? I thought it was kind of funny. For Kirk, it was funny. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. So what's, what's going on with Ardy then? Um, Bernie, right, so... Bernie's done uh, Ad, Ad, coming into the cafe and he sees Deb is in there and he's he heads right back out again because they're still having their father-son feud where um, he's mad because Deb didn't appreciate the snow globe to to the to the window. Yeah. So Bernie then chats with with Dev and he's like, she says that you've got you've got to speak to Ardy. Life is too short for family feuds. So Dev turns up at the flat and he's got a snake plant as an apology, which is a very good plant to select, isn't it? Um, We've got a snake plant right here have in, we? in the studio. Here. Oh yeah, down on the floor. Um, uh, I want to buy a little table for it to go on. Mm. Okay. BTW. <laughs> anyway, so he's like. Ardy says, uh, I'm sorry about the window smashing. And then they start chatting. But he, before that, he's like, oh, oh, uh, is that supposed to be a comment? This snake plant supposed to be a comment on Courtney calling her a snake? Yeah. It's like he's also doing his GCSE English smart. or something. <laughs> Ardy, um, yeah, it's apologising the chat. And then Dev makes some snarky comments about... He can't. He just can't, he can't be nice. Help himself. No, for too I mean, long. but honestly, if you're Dev, wouldn't you want to smack his head against the wall and tell him to knock some sense into himself? It's really difficult because 
He, he, listen, he knows Dev that this is done, disastrous. Dev has done nothing but provide for these two brats that he's raised. Ash is doing all right now, but but Ardy is just being such a little entitled bumhole, isn't he? He's throwing everything back in his dad's face. He had this great job that Dev had given him. He's just really naive and, and yeah, very, very inexperienced this... in the ways of love. And Dev, obviously, Mr. Lover Lover himself, yeah. believes that he's got a lot more worldly wisdom just... and doesn't want to see his sons messing his yeah. life up the way yeah, exactly. he probably thinks he has it's with hard. many failed romances in the past. We've all known people who have gone out with someone that's clearly not right. And there's nothing you can do. It's the most helpless feeling in the world because you cannot stop them from going off with them. I do. I do think that Dev went a bit over over the top, and it was being a bit. Dev was saying what everyone else was thinking. He, he kind he of calls... starts off trying to be nice, and then yeah. he just can't help himself. But yeah, brands Courtney a mouthy little freeloader. Yeah, and, and then I... she walks in behind. Don't don't do that to your son. What? Yeah. You, you know you know that's not going to work. What's, what does he think is going to happen? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. She is a mouthy little freeloader. Yeah, there's a walk. Would you do? say that Dev should allow Ardy to make his mistakes and then just be ready there to give him a hug when no, it inevitably is, goes wrong? This is the this is the entitlement of Ardy, though, isn't it? This is, this is the, the trouble with these two kids of his that they know no matter what they do, you know, Daddy Dev's there with his money bags and his fleet of shops mm. for them to bounce back in whatever trouble they get into doesn't really matter I just I, I I think that what Dev said sort of slagging off Courtney you might do to your mates but I think yeah yeah you're, you're say, right saying it to you about your son's like second ever girlfriend third maybe um, I thought it was a little bit too much. And it's then very when, pathetic for you, Michael. I know. And then when Courtney comes in and, uh, and Dev's still saying it to his face, <laughs> her, or her face as well, I just thought... Well, he's wrong, isn't he? Because he's made it impossible now for Ardy to admit it's all gone wrong. Yeah. Because he can't... He, his pride won't let him crawl back to, to Dev. And Dev starts slagging off the house, doesn't he? He's like, look at this place, it's a dump. I mean, that... Their house is nice, but I wouldn't say it was, a, you know, a palace compared to a, a cave. Not as nice as the houses across the street. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's still, you still do live in quite a small house yourself, Dev. <laughs> like, yeah. the only reason it looks spacious is because the fourth wall moves. <laughs> <laughs> so any, anyway, he he's, he's saying, yeah, you can do better than this. Come home. And Ali says, don't you talk to her like that. I'll I'll put your window. I'll do more than put your window through, <laughs> etc. Um, yeah, I want to know what Dev's doing with all of his cash. Everybody on the street seems to have so much money, but they still live in. Yeah. I mean, it's they're not. I'd like to live in a house like theirs, but I would also don't send my child to private school and have <laughs> golfing habits. Yeah, that's where and, his and, money goes. And, and the golf and kebab shops and numerous corner shops mm-hmm. all bringing my money in. I, I, no, I don't think he's got the numerous corner shops anymore. Do you think that Dev's like saving up for a... I reckon he, I reckon he lost all his money on Virgin Galactic tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, later on, Ardy apologises to Courtney about his dad and he says, uh, I know this isn't your dream home, but we'll, we'll get there and she's crying. And at this point, it seems to me... I think at this point she's decided that she's leaving him. You reckon? Yeah. 
She's, she's definitely crying. been um, sort of, yeah, squeezing out many a tear this week, hasn't she, Courtney? And what happened she's about her being Pandora's sick the other day? Brother. I'm so confused. She threw, she threw up no. and they talked about it on the show. Yeah, but she says she's not pregnant. I, I didn't think so what, she was Yeah, but why put that in? They don't put that in by accident. Well, no, they put it in just to, to make him, Hardy, worry for a minute or somebody worry that she might be pregnant. It was just for very short-term drama. I don't, I literally, I don't think it's anything. I'm not sure myself. Oh, okay. I don't know anything. Well, I, I, I don't know, know do anything. I. I'm, 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 but if she's, we'll if she's pregnant, I'll, I can see why she's out of there, like a shot. Also, the fact that she was weeping away, with her hormones and everything. Oh. So anyway, what She's crying, next? and on Wednesday, Ardy goes to Freshco's and gets a job stacking shelves. Hmm. I call- love you see had his little badge on today, his little Freshco badge. Yeah, had a little t-shirt <laughs> with Freshco's yeah. on it. Uh, Courtney's chuffed and um, he says he's going to arrange a family meal so that everybody... I thought this was... Wasn't this the afternoon tea? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a family meal. The family meal's on Friday. No, no he's, he's inviting people around yeah, for a family for, tea. For yeah, he wants to, tea. Yeah, he wants to friends. get the family together. And, and this no, is... the friend, friends, friends and family... Well, it's Asher, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's she's family. It's fine. It so, matter. so he, so, uh, says, "Brilliant, sounds good. I'm gonna go somewhere, but I'll see you. I'll see you later." Uh, and he's like, Make "She's sure. still crying throughout this scene, especially I think when she's, she's decided that she's off. when she's saying how proud of him she is." Yeah, yeah. I don't think she is. I think she's like, "Oh, so this is the best you can do. I'm off." So, um, Aunt Nina turns up, and they're supposed to be having this kind of double date thing. Nina and Asher and Courtney and Ardy, but neither Asher nor Courtney ever turn up. And they're sitting there with their little paper tiered cake stand, and it it looks it very looks like a kind of pathetic. It uh, looks really tea, like it? those cakes look so hard. <laughs> um, there's a knock on the door, and who is it? It's Darren. And Darren, so this is Courtney's husband, the rich man, and he says, "Courtney and me are going to give it another go." Honestly, Darren is such a muggy. Why would he take her back for? Well, that's what I was wondering. I suppose in his it's mind, like she's I've just won, this beautiful prize, this arm candy that he now gets to parade around Weatherfield again. But I think he's just smug. That different he's people, won. yeah, different people mind different things. But many people would say, well, you know, Courtney is. She's she's betrayed me. She's used goods now, or well, whatever. I just think he's the sort of guy that would strike me as a, you know, I, I just don't. I just want a girlfriend that didn't give me any trouble, or a wife who didn't give me any trouble. I mean, we did. There wasn't there the scene at the bistro a couple of weeks ago where it looked like there was still a frisson or something between them. So I guess it's building on that. Anyway, he's, but I wasn't. He's, I certainly wasn't expecting it. Well, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pack all her stuff up. And Ardy's like, no way, that's not true. She would never do this. And and he he phones her up and Darren says, you're blocked. And then immediately he uh, the phone hangs up on him. And, and Darren's like, yeah, see, told you, told you, you're blocked. And and Darren leaves and Aaron's left there looking looking worried. Then it cuts to Nina and, and um, Nina and Ardy. Yeah, later on. Uh, sitting on the sofa and she's trying to sort of be a good friend. And he's saying that he blames Dev for this and that she's, Courtney's decided to leave him to, because that's the best for him. And he also says, please don't tell Asher because I couldn't stand her crowing about it, uh, which she definitely would. Yeah. So um, Nina goes home and then Asher gets in late 
and she said oh sorry I sorry I didn't come uh, I was having drinks after work with my new friend she's so fantastic I love her she's great paramedics are like superheroes of the world uh, so much pressure because you you like can kill people with incompetence and and yeah she just seems really giddy and happy and loving her life mm. and Nina's kind of annoyed because she can't tell Nasha what's happened with Courtney and uh, Ardy's at home alone in the dark later and he cannot get hold of Courtney on the phone and he, fro- he throws you know he has a tantrum and breaks a picture See, I can we pause it for a second to talk about where where this was, where we were in our heads with this story after Wednesdays because Curry was trying to make us. It was a bit of a mystery, wasn't it? It was a purposeful. It must have been a. Oh, so what's really happened to Courtney? Because oh, I, I didn't think that at all. I just thought, yeah, she sodded off. The fact that Courtney wasn't there with Darren when he came round her flat really, to me. Put no, the warning signals really? up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. That, I suddenly got this. I, I was, you know, fairly lukewarm on this story. But when Courtney supposedly disappeared, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe Darren has done away with her or bundled her up in a van and driven her off or or something. I I just refused to believe that she actually had left Ardy so coldly as that. No, I totally bought it. Did you? Forget- yeah, because I was thinking this is exactly what she's like. She's cutthroat. She's selfish. She's cowardly. And also, Darren is this, totally the sort of bloke who'd go, I'll go and get him for you. I'll get it. Because he would love to rub Artie's face in it. He would. This but- is exactly the sort of people they are. You think Courtney's a good person? She, I, 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 th- I do think that she has still got some kind of feelings for Artie. The fact that she was no, been so weepy crying. all week. Oh, she's crying because she feels bad because she fancies Artie and she likes all the praise and attention. That's why she's crying. I think that I think that she definitely does have some sort of affection for RD. You'd have to have some affection for him. But it makes more make sense that person. there's more affection that she's going to have for for Darren and his wallet. Michael, I'm just telling you. No, it's fine. Hitler I d- got married. I was just thinking it would be it would have been more exciting <laughs> if they had gone down that route. But it what the, route? The route of oh, oh well, he's murdered her. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> right, right, Friday. So, so De- Dev sees Ardy at the tram stop and says, oh, sorry, I apologise uh, for upsetting you the other day. Why don't you and Courtney come round for tea? So Ardy can't say anything. Uh, he agrees. And he tries to phone Dev up to cancel because he tells her, he tells him that Courtney's got them theatre tickets. And then Courtney comes out of the bedroom. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, she's not in the bedroom. She comes to the front she, door. All oh, right, okay. I thought she was... No, in no, a room. No. no, she just came in the front door. So she says, sorry, I'm sorry, are you okay? Um, and he says, look, come back to me, I'll provide for you. But I will eventually... Also, I'm just going to say, um, I know that if if Ardy stays on Coronation Street, yeah, he, she's not going to be living in the lap of luxury. But Ardy is so, what's the word? Ambitious and confident and capable and intelligent. And he's been in the business like he's worked under his dad there's no way if this was a real if he was a real person that he wouldn't be raking in tons of cash and be probably as as rich as darren is eventually she's stupid yeah she's got to play the waiting this way darren doesn't respect her at all does she does he as soon as she walked out on him 
he cut her off completely and told her that he's going to take her to the cleaners. Ardy would never do that. It does make me wonder why she hasn't, why she isn't remembering what she found boring about Darren in the first place as well. Because she really of... was not into him at the beginning of this story, and now well, she, he's all so special. She, she insists that there's still something between her and Darren, and she's not going to come back. Um, she doesn't want him. Well, he says, "Look, uh, okay, if you want to be with Darren, why don't we just go back to just seeing each other." behind Darren's back and she says no I don't want you to be the bit on the side you deserve better than me he says I love you and she's like oh, 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 and goes then Nina Nina spies Ardy who's in Victoria Gardens feeling sorry for himself and he's saying I can't tell anybody because they'll say that they told me so they did repeatedly many times and everyone at home did as well and and Nina says that maybe they will but maybe you don't have to tell them right now. Come along to this meal because people, you want to be with people that love you. Yeah, and he's still kind of kind of snappy with her at the end. So we're left at the end of the week where Dev and Ardy, so Darren and Asher are still um, ignorant of the fact that Courtney is no longer with Ardy. What? Any, uh, yeah. any reason why that's still been left in the air, do you think? What? The, 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 the fact that they don't know. I get that It's maybe... just going to come out, but I can't see... It just feels like churning it out longer. I don't get... I wonder... How is it going to come out? Is it If it comes out in an interesting way, I guess. Do you, I wonder whether one of them will see Darren and yeah, um, Courtney together and, and then think that she's having an affair and calls a scene... Um, and then and they get embarrassed. Yeah, and then get embarrassed about it, and and Ardy will be saying, "Oh, and you keep your, your nose out." It it feels to me like there's not a whole lot of steam left in this, and maybe Ardy just needs to learn a lesson now, and that's it. It was fun while it lasted, you know. I'm wondering whether Coronation Street has made Courtney be sick, so that in nine months. If they want to bring her back and say she had Ardy's baby, they can. Or if not, they'll just forget that ever happened and never mention it again. Yeah, maybe. There's no reason to put in that she was sick. Mm. There's no plot reason. I know. I, I, I don't remember enough about it now. Well, someone else would can tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. What does everyone else think about that? Yeah. Um. What else? Anything else to add about no. this story? It was. It was okay. I, it it would have been more fun if they'd like spun it out for a week. Like, did Darren kill? Did Darren kill? Yeah, but then if she just turned up alive, it'd just be disappointment. No, it would have been like fun. Stephen it would have. It could have been really fun because it could have been. You know, Ardy makes a fool of himself trying to catch Darren out, and he sort of follows him, and he does all this incriminating things like. You know, he's got his golf clubs and he's he's kind of wiping one down and, and Ardy's like, I must be the murder <laughs> weapon. And then maybe he sort of goes to some woods at night and he's like, oh, this is where the burial site is. And then he kind of like makes a big scene and and follows him to his work or his house or whatever set they can be bothered to put together and confronts him and gets Craig to come and then, and then he's like, this man has murdered my girlfriend, Courtney. <laughs> and then Courtney comes out going, what's wrong with you? Do you think that Ardy that just been... needs to see Courtney and Darren all loved up together for it to finally? Oh yeah, but if they do, if that happens, then Courtney will like be hanging off Darren's arm, going, "Yeah, see Ardy." Ah, oh. and then when when the when everyone else isn't looking at her, but but us, she'll wipe a tear away, and we're supposed to feel sorry. What, for her. what do you think of all this crying that we're seeing from Courtney? Because she I was wondering whether herself. does 
is Darren kind <sighs> of got some sort of hold over her? Does she actually want to stay with Ardy, but he's got something on her that means that she can't no, say no to him? No, she's not that deep. I don't know. She's just, a, she's just one of the worst people ever. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me as well if we don't see them again, but nope. maybe we will. I I, if they see Courtney again, it'll be too soon. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, Ardy will stay in the flat? Yeah, for, gonna... for like a couple of weeks, feeling sorry for himself, and then he'll come calling <laughs> back to his dad. Because, <laughs> you do. know, deposits and minimum rental period agreements don't exist in Coronation Street. I don't think that the flat is that bad, to be honest, especially now it's had a lick <laughs> of paint. <laughs> We've lived in worse. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. So, the stew story. I mean, someone then. died there. The stew storyline. What happened here? <laughs> well, Stu's still got his PI lady that has not been able to find anything incriminating about Dom. And um, he, she gives him this £500 bill, but he's like, no, 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 you really got to keep looking. Surely he's been up to some sort of mischief. You just haven't found it yet. So um, later on, we find out that Eliza has had a detention in school because she fell asleep during double geography because she was up watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night at Halloween. Um, and, and, and Dom doesn't know about this. And Stu doesn't know what to get more um, mad about the most. The fact that he doesn't know or the fact that Eliza was allowed to watch whatever she wants to on her There's on no, her laptop. Doesn't she ha- doesn't no uh, they have got any settings, any parental controls in there? What kind of guy is this Dom? He's clearly just looking for anything to cling on to at this point to um paint Dom as a terrible father. And I'm not saying he's not, and I'm not saying that he, he should have been leaving Eliza to be able to watch these things. Well, but look, Stu, like Yasmina said at the end of the week, has clearly got so much of an axe to grind, he's become a bit obsessed with the whole thing. Stu just wants Eliza back, and he's really, really critical of all this parent parenting mistakes that Dom's making. But really, if he wanted, you know, he could just say to Dom, look, I know we have got off on the wrong foot and everything, but um, if you're going to look after Eliza, then um, I, you, I think you need a bit of help. Mm. Because Dom, honestly, we would. We, I don't see how dissimilar we would be if a child just materialised in our house right now. They get into so much trouble because we don't know what you know what parental controls. Oh I'm yeah, sure I we guess could I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I know, I... but it wouldn't. It would. It would take making mistakes for us to figure this out, wouldn't yeah. it? Like the first time she watches Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Halloween. Then you would go, oh, yeah, probably should make it so she can't do that. I didn't think of this. <laughs> Eliza doesn't really seem to me the sort that would want to watch that sort of film anyway. She seems quite sensible. If that's the worst thing you get up to as a kid, the other lot are, are vaping and beating each other up. She's just <laughs> watching movies when she should be sleeping. It will scar her precious, precious, fragile mind, Gemma. And she got detention for falling asleep. Yeah. The school's strict, man. Uh, Eliza, when she first came into the show... And this is why Stu kind of fell in love with her, was because she was just so nice and sensible and mature. And they keep kind of throwing things in there about her to make her be a bit of a rebel or an angry teenager. And it's it's not particularly working for me. But anyway, um, I think I would... If I was Stu, I think I'd also be pretty mad to find out that Dom had let Eliza do this. Eliza's basically Matilda, but she's not psychic. (laughs) He's... And Dom, Dom is Miss Honey. 
do you think? Do you reckon? Um, anyway, Yasmin and Nalia are saying to Stu, look, you really, really got to try and be more civil to Dom, otherwise he could just push harder to get custody of her, you know. Um, and Friday... Honestly, the worst the, the worst thing in the world is not that he she watched a film at night. I watched films when I shouldn't have watched them. I remember one time, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, I remember one time me and my foster sister were watching... Um, alien <laughs> and we were supposed to be asleep and my mum walked in right as the alien was um at the very end of the movie where the alien was going, going like that and she looked walked in opened the door looked at the screen looked at us and closed the door and i just died of <laughs> guilt i don't really think that i watched anything like that when i was little i remember my mum um left me the video of monty python and the holy grail one time when i was young oh, and i no. guess that was older than i was allowed and i also remember going to the cinema to see mrs doubtfire <gasps> which was a 12 at the time and i was only 11 and i felt what? very very naughty about that but then it was fine because the next week it was reclassified as a PG, so I thought oh, it's, it, it was all right in the end, but we no, I a... certainly didn't watch anything like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was that young. I remember one time we tried to sneak into an 18 film at the cinema Did when you we were. Really? Yeah, I would have never done that. When we were like, we were we were we were over 15, but we wanted to go to see an 18 film, and the guy behind the counter was like, "Can I see some ID?" And I and I was the one. I was like, "Oh, don't worry, guys, I'll get the tickets." So I went up and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Four tickets for blah blah and he's like um where's your id and i was like oh i forgot my id and he's like what about your friend i was like well, yeah we've all forgot our ids and he was like you can't see this film without idea i was like four tickets for tarzan then please <laughs> uh, um anyway so uh, i i think that dom is being a fairly neglectful parent but um, I don't think he's doing an to... awful job, is all I'm going to say. He's doing the sort of job I would expect a single man who has had no experience with children. Yeah, that's true. And he has seemed and he's not relatively reasonable Stu. when he's come round to see Stu as well, yeah. hasn't he? He's not like coming around going, I'm, I'm going to give her drugs next if yeah. you don't shut up. Yeah. Um, but it looks like on Friday that he might have punched Eliza in the face know, because yeah. she shows up with a black eye and she says, oh, it's just my Taekwondo class last night. I had a bit of an accident. But it all seems it? a little bit suspicious to Stu. What did Stu. you think? Did you think that she, she was telling the truth? I mean, we find out later that, yes, she was. Um, I think she should do Tai Chi instead. Did you think that Dom had given no. her the black eye? I think it would have been Is more interesting if he had. actually sinister about Dom? Do you think, do you think it's going to be a big twist and he is evil? Well, I mean, the thing, he offered to buy... He, he offered... Um, to sell. To sell Eliza to Stu, so... There's definitely some level of neglect there, isn't there? There's something about him that's not a great dad if he's willing to accept £10,000 for his daughter. I mean, how much can you get for a baby? (laughs) So, um, Stu calls the social worker on Eliza, who eventually, through only a couple of conversations and a phone call to her Taekwondo instructor, finds out that the story was actually true. So when Dom comes round later, he's also heard from the social worker what happened and he's not too pleased about the, that, but Dom says, look, don't worry. He's very reasonable. He said, look, I get it. I'd have probably felt the same thing if I were you. You were just trying to protect her. Um, and Yasmin's after Dom goes, tells Stu, you need to stop this obsession with him. You're, it's nuts. Just... Let let justice p- 
and, and let the courts decide what's going to happen and just you concentrate on being a good granddad. But then just for an extra sting in the tail at the end of the episode, she also finds this bill from the PI and she says, oh, I will leave you if you, if you carry on this. And that's what happened. Why there. is this? Why is this whole story just feels like a character assassination for Yasmin? How do you mean? Why, why is she just get, always gets she flies off the handle, doesn't she? She's not flying off the handle. She, she's she's saying, oh, no, no, listen. She said to him, right, stop doing this now. And then she finds the letter and then she gets mad at him as though something else has happened. But all that's happened is that she's found out. He hasn't done anything extra. He hasn't done anything extra, but she, this is just reinforcing the idea that she already had, that Stu is obsessed and she didn't realise just how obsessed she is. So she's saying, no, really, 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 is there anything else you got up your sleeve yeah. that you've been doing? Well, I'm just overprotective with Yasmin because I know this makes her look unreasonable and a bit hysterical. I, do, I don't think Which I don't did. like that word, but I, do, does, I, I think, no, I'm just saying that people that don't like Yasmin are not going to find Yeah, maybe. This. But I, I thought it was a, but Yasmin a used reasonable to be, reaction. Okay, yeah. But I, I'm, I want Yasmin to be back how she used to be. Mm. Do, you, do you think that um, Stu was at all justified in his, <laughs> uh, his anger towards Dom, especially like with the whole laptop thing? I would be the same, probably. I think I would be. It, um, listen, this is the thing, okay? You can empathise with everybody... In situations, it doesn't mean that they're right or wrong, but you can totally understand why they've come to the decisions and emotion, emotional reactions that they've had. Mm. That's why this, this is interesting, because people are thrown into situations where they're at conflict with one another for whatever reason. Mm. And it is interesting to watch. It's just, well, not that, not that interesting, unfortunately. <laughs> not story. I don't know what, I don't know. I think what I said I earlier about it being very separate from everyone. It's also because we don't know Dom. This would have been really interesting if we knew Dom better. I kind of. And we I, don't know Stu really. I, I'd like to maybe see a few scenes set in Dom's house where we get to see what's actually going there. And is maybe he a nice we're... dad or is he crap? Yeah, like. Does he? Does I want to see some scenes of him being neglectful, so I yeah. can be more on Stu's side. But possibly, is it supposed I think to be? To... Yeah, but is it supposed to be like? Oh, I don't know. Or mm. are we supposed to be like Stu's right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on if you have kids as well. Mm. But also, just because you have kids, I mean, you, that they, you won't let them watch Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How old is she? 12? Something like that. That's fine. No. Right, come on. Tim's story, Gemma. <laughs> I've never... A... Can I just say, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. I think it's too yucky. Yeah. I don't think I know either. Right, Tim's story, Gemma. Tim Ammon is, is fishing. This was, this was decent this on was Monday. This was good. Right, so Tim's still out of sorts and he's not sleeping properly and so... Didn't have any flashbacks this week at least, oh. though. Sally's like, you know how you're traumatised by a horrific serial killer that kidnapped and that's the kind of thing that you might come across accidentally as a sort of trigger at a Halloween party? Why don't we go to a Halloween party? <laughs> we should dress up. Um, you can be a kidnap victim <laughs> is he going to be oh, a sexy already... kidnap victim or a zombie kidnap victim Tim you're already dressed as one <laughs> so um, 
she says that just today, look, take take it easy, chill out. No, don't go to work. She telly. keeps telling him not to go to work. Yeah. So Sally talks to Debbie in the cafe about him. They talk. She says stay in and watch Zombies or don't watch. I, I'm kind of getting a bit fed up of that reference. I love it. Like, did they, they, surely they must watch any other programme. It, sometimes Corey will drop in these references as if like a bit of a nudge to the fans like hey hey we mentioned that thing it was like um, yeah, Gary as well in, on Monday's episode mentioned his gold lame do you remember the, yeah. the bodysuit and that was clearly just a, a line thrown out there for the fans to go Fan oh service. I remember when Gary had his gold suit on they and need to invent a new show like Uptown Castle what's that? that like Downton Abbey yeah to watch. Oh, oh, Why I see, I see. Watch? Oh, instead of zombies, I thought well, I was still thinking of Gary in his bodysuit. Yeah, he can be the Lord of the Manor. <laughs> um, so she talks to Debbie, to Sally in the cafe about Tim's state of mind, and Steve's there as well. And so Sally says, "Look, you're his friend. You go talk to him." And so Steve agrees, and Sally's like, "Yeah, go now, though. Go right now." And Sally and Debbie are like, mm-hmm. "Yes, good job. Meddling complete. Hooray!" Steve shows up at number six and he's not very good at, at hiding that he's been sent by Sally. And he says, look, put your flipping pants on. I'm taking you on a mystery tour. Mm, going on a location shoot. He's, he's like, yeah, guess what? There's money in the budget. Hooray. And we don't have to bring our own folding chairs because they're supplied as yeah. part of the We're set. We're going to go along to a lake, Tim, but don't worry, it's not a skinny dipping lake. I thought they were going to float in each out. other's naked arms, like, <laughs> like Paul and Paul Billy. And Billy. Um, so, so he's like, uh, Steve, Steve takes Tim to this lake to take him fishing and Tim's like, I don't want to go fishing. And he sort of tries to storm off, but Steve chases him and he's trying to jolly him along, but Tim doesn't want to jolly and um, they end up going fishing anyway. And then they start talking about Bubbles, who is Michael Jackson's Chim. chimpanzee, and talking about if he's still alive or something. And then they look him up, and he is. He's like 40. He's the same age as us. No, I thought... Was it? Uh, was he, I thought it was old. I can't remember. T- Tim says... Uh, was it Tim or Steve says, oh, I wonder if apes have midlife crises. It was It was a silly but yeah, kind it was of just funny nonsense. and nice conversation that it's they were the sort of there. conversation that you would have with your friend it felt while you're quite natural fishing. yeah and so tim, tim then starts opening up and talking about his dad and um he's and how he wed and always used to wear him down and he doesn't want to go fishing because he's always sniping at him and saying he's doing everything wrong and now he feels like he's letting everybody down and uh then completely out of nowhere steve starts it's like sorry this is not about you steve tim was kidnapped Steve starts going, oh, me and Tracy are having troubles. You know, it hasn't Is that been some same. drama that's been going on that we've not seen at all? Because we, the, the McDonald's clan really have not been in the spotlight for a while, have they? They were slightly during the rape story earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, that's it. But that wasn't really about Steve and Tracy. We... We don't really know how their relationship is. Well, we're being told. On. This is the trouble. It felt a little bit like you don't. You shouldn't tell. You should show. Yeah. So anyway, Steve. It made like, me feel like have I missed something, or is this just the beginning? The flagging up. Yeah, Watch I think out next year, us. coming twenty twenty four. Stephen Tracy go for on a divorce. The rocks. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. They said we could have done six months of scenes of this, but instead we'll just get Steve to say things aren't good with me and Tracy. Yeah. Um, and they haven't been since Oliver. And he says, oh, and all the Aaron stuff. And then he starts saying, oh, I can't believe he didn't... Uh, he says he can't believe he didn't do more to... Yeah, to, to... Beat him up. Beat up Aaron, basically, to show and, out. And Tim Aaron a lesson. Stop. 
stop torturing yourself. And then, and then Tim says, thanks for today. I've had a great time. And then he looks at him and says, you're my best mate. Oh. And then Steve's like, thanks. And then Tim's like, huh? It was really nice. No, they what about s- me? No, they, no, he does. He says, you're my best mate too. They both tell each but other. But he says, you're top five or something. It was funny. It was. It was, it was funny. Very you know? pleasant. And it was really appropriate to the characters. It was kind of a very kind of stilted we're two men and we're not sure how to emote around each other. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really touching and sweet. I, Steve was just ever so slightly a oh, bit too God. silly, as as always. But on the whole, I think both of those actors did a really great job at, at just delivering a scene that was two, two mates, yeah, having a bit of a bond after an almost murder by a serial killer. You yeah. know, we've all been sort there. Sort of funny thing and that happens. It, yeah, and it felt very realistic and true to life. So well Terry, done. Terry, on top well of done. the cake, was Tim's photo of himself with oh, his Oh, little tiddler at the end of the oh, episode. God. That was so funny. Just Tim's that delighted. Was a great, great picture that Joe Dutton like, took. Like, childlike glee that he's caught the world's smallest fish. It's probably illegal for him to take it out. The, out. Well, he, th- he throws it back, doesn't he? Yeah, that was a really, really great sweet. end to the episode. It was so sweet. Love that. On Wednesday... Because part of, you know, we, we kind of did rag on Tim a little bit for all his flashbacks and just get over it, Tim. No, I haven't. Um, but it was lovely to see him cheered up and chirpy by the end mm. of the episode. On Wednesday, Tim admits to Stephen Kurt that he's been looking at fishing equipment online. And he seems like super into it because when Gail and Sally have a meet up at Sally's house, because Sally's going to show her the Nigella strawberry cheesecake she's made, she opens up her Tupperware and it's full of what they call maggots, but are actually mealworms. And I hate it when they do this on TV. It really winds me up. It's just because you know the most it annoying, most annoying thing in the world. I knew there weren't maggots as well. We used to have lizards and we had to feed them mealworms. And so you're a mealworm expert. And crickets. Anyway, so so they get, have to get bright, like, oh, we're ladies, we can't touch Creepy horrible qualities. things. Just throw the whole thing in the bin, if you're that bothered. Well, they have to get Brian and Max to help them in I'll the tell end, you what they should have done, put them outside and the birds could have eaten them. That would have been really good fun to watch. <laughs> so Brian and Max come and help them d- disinfect the fridge, and Tim comes home, and, he, and he's... Um, he kind of sheepishly takes away his t- tackle tin, doesn't he? It's not a tackle tin, no, it's a Tupperware that he's put mealworms in. Um, Sally and Tim are snuggling on the sofa later and he's saying he's into fishing. And then she says to tackle and he's like, oh, sex. And they're about to get There's, amorous. There are one or two tackle double entendres in this scene. And, oh, and Who can resist? Who can resist? Yeah. Um, they're about to get more amorous when a load of these mealworms aka maggots fall out of his pocket and she's horrified and it's like oh and he says oh, i put them in my pocket to 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 liven them up a bit man what oh man what a way to end it it was really good good up into this i point. thought it was yeah that was a bit silly what kind I... of idiot puts like they're not maggots but whatever you think they are in your pocket and also how did they fall out it just really annoyed me <laughs> I, that the, was dumb. My low point of this really was Gail and Sally finding the the, the mealworms, the maggots in the tin, and well, the silly faces that they were pulling. No, and then it turns out later that I can't remember was it Brian said that they were running around screaming outside. I've... Well, the thing that triggered me, the, apart from 
Calling them maggots yeah. when they're mealworms. Yeah. The fact that they fell out of his pocket for no reason. The, the other thing that annoyed me was the way that Sally said, I've made a Nigella cheesecake and because it's Nigella, you know there's a twist, right? No, Nigella is not known for twists. She's known for reliable, delicious recipes. She doesn't do things with a twist. It's not like here's Nigella's cheesecake, there's a bomb in the middle. I was what just, are you talking about? I was just a bit confused that why were... Th- did Tim literally put the maggots on top of the cheesecake? No, he ate the cheese. He says this later, he ate the rest of the cheesecake. Oh, did he? Oh, I missed that. Okay, and then he put his maggots in it. Why would you have maggots in the fridge? To slow... You, well, I don't know, but I think you might Finish put them, them in off. there. No, I think that they just kind of go to sleep. Uh, okay. You know, like you do when you're cold. Yeah. It was It was all right. It was quite They funny. just ended it on a bit of a silly... I like the line um, where Steve comes around and he's like, it's good to talk. And then Tim's... I think it was this way around. Tim's saying, all right, Bob Hoskins, which is a <laughs> proper throwback to the 90s BT adverts. Do you remember? Fishing by J.R. Hartley. No, that's... No, the... I'm just saying that's a throwback as well. You might as well throw that in. Yeah, that's a yellow page. And gone. have you got an ology? Yeah. Let's just have but all I of the slogans. Appreciated the Bob Let's Hoskins go around and slap people advert. and say you've been tangoed. That's also fun. <laughs> Bob Hoskins is getting loads of name checks this year, not just in Corrie. Is he but, alive? You know, no, no, he's died. When did he die? Um, too soon for him to be able to reprise the role of Mario in the Mario movie this year, I'll tell uh, you that. Um, anyway, so that was all good stuff. More of that, it? please, Coronation Street. Um, maybe less of this next storyline, but I suppose it's building up to something that Dylan gets a paper delivery. And Sean, because the <laughs> rover's... just so funny. What? I do love Corey, and we always say that we want more sliced loaf things, but the fact that you introduced this whole story as Dylan gets a paper round is just kind of... That's basically what it was, wasn't it? Because Sean hasn't got any money because one of his many jobs, the Rovers, has been closed yeah. down. and well, so no, um, it's, no, 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 no. What? They can't pay anyone at the factory. Oh, yeah, they can't pay anyone at the factory, and he hasn't got the Rovers job, so that means that Dylan has to have a cheese sandwich for lunch. Um, I tell you what Sean can start with, cancelling his Ovid subscription to Ryan because he's not <laughs> yeah, doing any more videos. That's very true. He was literally signing up for Ovid's the other day. Now he's crying. He hasn't got enough money to feed his child. Yeah, maybe there was like a minimum six mm. month subscription or something. And oh, I'd like be asking in. Ryan for my money back if <laughs> I was Sean. He only signed up for Ryan. Um, anyway, Brian ends up giving Dylan a paper boy's job. Dylan's not very happy with this. Oh, this is when um, Debbie was butting into the conversation. I've got in the notes here. I can't remember what exactly what she was saying, but I'm sure it was brilliant. Um, and Rita is the one that actually gives Dylan the paper round job because uh, Brian's going a bit hardball, isn't he? But the job's Brian his by offended. the end of the episode. Um, and on Friday... Um, yeah, Mason comes and finds Dylan doing his paper rounds and starts making fun of him. But then the next scene, they're friends again on the inside and planning I'm a party. I'm not going to be made fun of by somebody who's named after a jar. <laughs> I just think that the way that he's got a very, very strange look to him. But that, Does no, that well, that, you, you don't like his hair, but that's how the, the boys like their hair now. Is it? They look like that funny bird, that cartoon bird that's just got feathers on its head. <laughs> Do you know the one I mean? Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyway, so they're, they're planning this party because over while they're sitting in the, um, in the lounge at number 11, they overhear Glenda telling George that she's going away somewhere, which means that his 
big house that we've not seen for about three years is going to be free for the weekend. But then later on, after the party organisation has already started, it turns out that it's not going to be free. George is going to be there because there's burglaries nearby. So Dylan says we're going to have to cancel the party then. But Mason says, no, people are already really excited about coming. I guess we'll have to have it somewhere else. What's going to happen there? Oh, God. I can't imagine. Is it going to be... I think I'm wondering whether they're going to go... You know, they, a few weeks ago in the, in the Super Soap, we, we saw um, Dylan and Mason sneaking about in the Rovers. I, ah. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they broke into no, the Rovers smart. and had a secret party there. What could they happen... They won't be able to have a secret party, will they? I suppose it can't be that secret. for about secret. five minutes. Shh, shh, shh. Everybody. Stop having fun. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere that's in Coronation Street that isn't close if to somewhere with If they want to it. immediately kill the mood, they need to invite Sam and Eliza. No, they're great. No, they would kill. They would immediately just tell everyone to be quiet and bring everyone down. <laughs> and Sam can start talking about his dead mum and stuff. I'm really not sure where this story's going at the moment. Mason's obviously the bully character. Liam's not around this week to be bullied. Do you think that Liam will want to come to the party? Or do you think he'll think he has to go so that he can be with a cool crowd and... Maybe it's not it's not that inspiring, is it? What's this? What's so compelling about Mason that everyone wants to be his friend? That's why I don't get. He's just he's just tall and grown up and cool, mm. and that's about it. I'm also old. Not why doesn't Dylan though. want to be my cool. friend? He can come round here. I'll give him some Quantro. Anyway, I've got nothing to say about that story because it was all a build up for next week. But um, I'll come back next week when I also may not have much to say <laughs> about it. Right. The, the Terminator. The, the Terminator. On Monday, there's a bit of an awkward moment when Audrey and Peter end up in the cabin at the same time. And she's telling him, your days are numbered. But he says, actually, Audrey, I'm really sorry to let you know this, but I've got away with it. <laughs> Please let me go, innit? Ken finds Audrey on Maxine's bench and she's sitting there with a sandwich looking miserable. And when, he see, when she sees him, she's like, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm going to go to the station and tell them to reopen the investigation because I know that Stephen wasn't going to hurt Jenny and he dropped the bottle. And Ken's like, oh, please see sense, Audrey. Stephen's not around anymore. He doesn't, you don't need to protect him. Uh, think about Peter. He is here and every day is a struggle because he's an alcoholic. Um... I just want to say one thing here about Audrey. Everyone's being so hard on Audrey on the, online. I've seen loads of really horrible, nasty it's comments right. about Audrey. Going, oh, well, why don't she let it go? Why is she moaning about it? I don't get why people cannot see that Audrey is just latching on to anything that she can do. And maybe Corey hasn't done a very good job of really delving too deep into this. But of course, she, of course she's upset. Her, her, her son was r- literally run over in front of her face and she already in shock because she found out all these terrible things about him but then he gets run over and she can't do anything about the fact he killed everybody but she can do something about the fact that bloody peter yeah, barlow is the one who was driving the car totally it's totally normal that she would hold a grudge for at least three weeks but they do have a nice makeup session don't they well m- yes but i'm just that i just wanted to say that because it's been i'm getting frustrated um, later on, Peter's on the phone to Toya and, and it seems like they're going to meetings together, which I assume are as a support group for people that have run people over or killed them in a car. Clearly. 
But Audrey buzzes in and she wants to speak to him and he's obviously wary of this because he thinks she's going to have a go at him again for running Stephen over. And But she says, look, life's too short for this feud. I don't want to, I don't want anyone else suffering for what Stephen did. And then she gets him to make her a cup of tea um, and they apologise to one another. And, and she's like, look, please do not go back on the booze again. And he says, no way, no way that's happening. I've got my friends and my family and they're supporting me. So that was nice. That was another, it just built into it why we enjoyed Monday's episode so mm. much. That that kind of, do you think that's been put to bed now? Yeah. The the great Barlow Platt showdown that lasted all of two weeks. I can't believe weeks. we didn't have like a spud slinging session on Christmas Day or something. Yeah. That would have been great fun. Because they, like I've said, they literally live two sides of the street. They could definitely have thrown a few potatoes. Peter, in his head, is still traumatised by the fact that he killed Stephen. I don't think they really showed much of that this week. It was more last week. Oh. He was kind of making faces like he's upset about Ooh. it. But I don't think it's I remind, over. It reminds me, oh, of when I killed Stephen. Ah. Now, I also want to say, a lot of people got really hung up on the fact that Audrey was stuck on the, the fact that Jenny told her that Stephen had said, I am not going to hurt you. And everyone was getting really bamboozled as to why Why would Audrey latch onto this because it's not evidence. She She's not she's not like a judge in a courtroom. She's a woman who saw her son run over. And this is, not, is extra proof to her that he didn't have to mm. die. And, and if put yourself in her shoes. If you were already upset and thought it was unfair and... Why would you ever think it's fair that your son got run over mm. for a car for with a car for, to start with? Secondly, if you get literally told by somebody that he he wasn't doing the thing that he was killed for doing, you're gonna fixate on that, aren't you? Yeah. I don't get why people. I get why people were saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter because it wouldn't hold up in court because Peter didn't know." It's not about Peter. It's about Audrey knowing for a fact, that he did not deserve to die in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Very, very understandable. I think what Audrey did is completely understandable. But, but, I think I'm glad I thought she gave up on it quite quickly She she did. It was a really lovely scene. I don't know whether I would have wanted the feud to go on for a bit longer. If they were really going to spin it out and and have that as the big thing for 2024, then yeah, go for it. But if it was just going to be a little bit of sniping here, well, it and couldn't there, have only it was hung nipped on... in the bud early enough. That yeah, yeah. It, was... it couldn't have only hung on this. It would have had to have built. Yeah. Other things would have had to have built, and it, this would have been you know, the dirt inside the oyster that yeah. started off the pearl. But anyway, it's over now. But Peter's still obviously in turmoil. On Friday, he sees Toya in the cafe who offers him some reassuring words and they, they start talking about him moving forward and it's good that Audrey's forgiven him, etc. And she offers to go to a meeting with him later on. And I guess we're supposed to think this is an AA meeting. I think I think they said it was. I thought they did. Maybe I'm making it up. I just wonder why they're not saying outright. What? Well, they're not saying I'll see you at the AA meet. I don't think I've heard them say that. I think something else is going on. No, no I don't. Oh, I don't know. I think they're going... I like, think we need to pay I more think, attention. I think Toya is trying still on this Wasabi P thing. And she's got this marketing board that she's getting to, Peter to, to come with her for to try to reignite the North's love of Wasabi Peas oh, in just pubs. Wasabi Peter. Maybe she has got a meeting with these, what, this company that owns Waterford. the pub. Waterford. And she's trying to convince them to take on Wasabi Peas at you the reckon? pub. 
I, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Simon comes around to see his dad because his boiler's leaking and he says, look, why don't we have lunch together? And Peter's like, oh, God, I'll cancel my meeting with Toya. So he phones her up and tells her. And then he plays on the switch with Simon. Simon. So I forgot his name because he hasn't been in it. <laughs> and Toya comes over and she's like, oh, why don't you come over to another meeting instead? And he says, yeah, OK. And Simon doesn't hear this, but he's clearly wondering if there's something going on between the two of them. Yeah, he's there in the kitchen bit, isn't he? Looking very suspicious. Do you and think you... there is or will be anything going well, on with Peter and Toya in the next few weeks or months? If you've only been watching Coronation Street for like a few years, you may be shocked to hear that Toya and Peter actually were dating. And in fact, this is how Toya, Toya made her return to the show when she appeared in bed with Peter what, completely out of the blue one day. On Christmas Day, no On less. Christmas Day, shacked up with Mr Barlow so got in history. bed. So, and then they also went on to run the land, run the Rovers and he was the landlord and she was the landlady, mm. which is why I keep making jokes about Sabu Pete. I'm not seeing any iota of romantic intent between either of them at the moment. Well, she's... Toya's just being really lovely and supportive. I'm just Peter's thinking... Peter's being grateful. I don't know where this is going. This has got to, go... this has got to be some... going somewhere bad because nobody does anything nice on this show that, uh, or that doesn't get them in trouble. I wonder whether Simon's going to suspect yeah. an affair, but there isn't an Carla. affair. And Tyler's but... going to come back and go, what are you doing with my man? I, I, don't, I, I don't need another love triangle story, that's all. I, if it, Maybe Peter will accidentally slip up and kiss Toya and she'll Something she'll like recoil. that is going to happen, honestly. I, I what, don't why, feel Where's Toya's spider brooch? Yeah. When he gave that to her earlier in the year, I was like, great, we'll see that at Halloween. Mm-hmm. Nope. Didn't even see Toya on Halloween. Nope. Um, let's just quickly get to the end. Of it. I'm so, so tired this evening. So Michael's got his job back at the factory this week, basically. That's that story, isn't it? Why is this money Because Dee's had a bit of a moan to Sarah about it. Returned to Underworld. I don't know. I do not know what's going on with that. The police are being very, very slow. In this makes no out. sense. This makes no sense. I don't understand why this... I don't get that. Why? Well, maybe Michael will make it come back now. Now he's, now he's back on the team there. Got nothing else to add to well, that. Well, Sarah's, Sarah's the one that's actually done the most damage in the Stephen storyline to to everybody. Because if she hadn't kept her mouth shut, then Stephen mm. wouldn't have been able to steal the money off my Very good point. So shut up. Um, okay. Shut up, Sarah. That was that. That was this week's episode to <laughs> Corey. Um, I did... I mean, really, but, really but, great. Monday's episode was... Yeah, I, I, I think we've run out of steam with some of the stories, which just goes to show that it wasn't all as... Well, there's eight different stories, and normally in a normal week you get five. Five or six or so. You know, and there's bit. one main story, and this was the, the, the Ryan... The Ryan and cheating took over a lot of the week, and to me that was the strongest story, so that was good that it was the... The, the, the lion's share of it belonged to that, but yeah. it was a lot of the side stories weren't so great. The, the Tim fishing one, I was really ready to not enjoy because I yeah. thought it was going to be, oh, here we go, Steve and Tim, they're just going to be stupid together and He's it's going to be lots of attempts way the, into... in the scripts about being funny, but it won't be. But I, I just thought it was really, really lovely and and, and male bondy and, and I thought that was great. Um, mm. And, and I, was, I was intrigued by Courtney's disappearance, but that was soon... Um, my my hopes were dashed when it turned out that it seems that Darren was telling the truth. Right, does anybody like Courtney? Ardy does. And that's that. I'll take that silence as what, a no. What score would you like to give this week's Coronation Street, Gemma? 
That's a good question. Well, you knew it was coming up. I did, didn't I? No excuses there. Well, if it if it was all like Mondays, it would have been like a four, four and a half. Oh yeah, I know that was sure. brilliant. Um, but I think some of them, uh, you know, three, three, I give it three. You give it three. Tupperwares of filth, <laughs> which was a great line. That was a great line. Three Tupperwares of filth. I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm probably going to go higher than that. I, I think it was better than the three. It was a real, yeah. Monday set me up with such um, expectations hope for the week. Not, I, I've learned not to have expectations. One great episode <laughs> of Cory doesn't necessarily lead into another but, but brilliant equally, one. But they weren't. They weren't poor by any stretch of the imagination. Equally, there were just as many people that seemed to watch Monday's episode and go, that was boring, nothing happened. We're silly scenes, no one cares. Yeah. So, you know, Coronation Street knows they can't win. I'm going to give this week's Coronation Street um, three and a half Willy Swingers <laughs> out of five. Um, and the, <laughs> the half a Willy Swinger is... Um, I don't know. It's just an accident. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we won't. We won't. Talk. Don't draw attention to it. Uh, an overenthusiastic rabbi was maybe involved no. in that one. Um, character of the week. Uh, I forgot about that one as well. Yeah, we got to remember. We got to talk about this. <sighs> I think. I think Tim was quite good. I know. I might have to give it to Tim. Um. I'd like to give it to Ryan and Daisy and Daniel, one of them, because that was the story that I was most engaged with. But I, I, I don't support their um, <laughs> infidelities. Oh no! Well, I mean, Bernie was great, just with her speech about sexy, yeah. sexy this and zombie that. I thought that was great. <laughs> um, I'll give it to Tim because he's not going to get many chances with me. Wow. It wasn't so High much him indeed. as a character, but the 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 script and the scenes and the the, the male bonding thing, I think, uh, doesn't get a lot of mm. screen time on any show, and so it's nice just to see two men being a fa- being friends. Although I will say I do think Corey's very good at that. I think I think Corey's one of the few shows where they actually do have men being friends with each other hmm. which I think is probably something they don't get enough credit for yeah do you, do you not think yes yes they, they, I mean if you think about some of the best friendships on Corrie are you know like for example Steve and Lloyd were, were fantastic just chat just sitting around chatting with hmm. each other women don't really tend to do that so much on Corrie no, they. Ha- I mean, they have Gail and Sally meeting up once every six months to say yeah, they're they best eat, friends. They eat a box of worms. <laughs> um, I. Oh, who should I get? Jenny was also good this week in in her wise advice to Daisy. Oh yeah, she was good. Um, Definitely. I think maybe I will give it to Daisy because <laughs> I found I did find myself very intrigued a lot of the time during the week as to what she would do. Um, Mm, um, yeah, I'm gonna um, do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Daisy this week. Yes, I, I, I'm glad that she did her best. Well, maybe not her best. She tried semi hard to resist Ryan's charms and the fact that she didn't just drop her drawers for him and leap into bed with the when the hotel was readily available for them. So some modicum of strength of character, I suppose. Um, I was, I was very engaged in her. Um, decision that she had to make. Um, yes, I'm going to give it to her. And in, in the interest of equality, I'm going to say that Ryan is also a harlot and a strumpet. But he's not. He's not cheating on anyone, is he? He's just know, enabling cheating. 
But he knows he's cheating. He knows that he's a harlot and a strumpet. Right, we have got lots of news to talk about um, in the next part of the podcast. Let's move on. So, last week on the podcast... Hang pod- on, no, the what? cabin. It's the cabin. It's the cabin. Last week on the podcast... Sorry. Last week on the podcast, I said, there needs to be more news. Can there be a big news thing dropped this week, please? Because you criticised me for only me? finding... Oh, yeah. Only finding... Gossip. Little gossipy bits of news. Well, there we go. Something big has happened this week. The British Soap Awards have only been postponed... Well, not postponed. They're being cancelled for next year. What the, what the heck is going on with this? No British Soap Awards in 2024 at all. But they're saying, and I, I don't know whether I can believe I this or not, that they're going to be back in 2025. So the quote that came out from the British Soap Awards this week is that they won't be on air in 2024, but set to return in 2025. The show has fant- was fantastically received in 2023, achieving consolidating figures of 2.9 million and doubling its audience year on year. So we're looking forward to the show's return. And that, that is mean? literally it. How do you double They've, your audience year on year? Well, I think they're saying that the last time the British Soap Awards were on, it only got one and a half million, maybe. But that, I, you need more than one... No, that doesn't make sense, because it would have had to have been 750,000 the year before that. I don't and, know. You know what? You can't say year on year and only year two on year years. Year on year, What? That, this is very, very mysterious. This is baffling. This, this is, is like... This is, Infuriating. Closing ranks on that. Don't let anybody know what's going on behind the scenes here. They didn't even okay. really try very hard to come up with a decent excuse, no, they did they? Said. Because like, I don't not, know whether they've got. They haven't one. got an excuse, right? So, um, British Soap Awards are the ones that are on in May. Yeah, late May, early okay, June. Okay, so this is so I'm just setting the scene because not everyone is from the UK. Um, in fact, most people listening are not from the UK, but you you guys will know what the Soap Awards are. Um, but they are—they're screened on ITV. They are—they're um, not live, although they've had a couple of years where they were on. live. This year it was back to pre-recorded again. They—they they alternate between London and and Manchester to, to for where they film, and it is a big deal. This is the biggest deal for for soaps. There are—I know there are loads of different awards, and everyone wants a Conversation Street Award, etc. But the, the British Soap Awards are like the Oscars for soaps. Yeah, and obviously it's not huge because it's only soaps. But it's, the fact it's, it gets two point nine million. The fact yeah. that two point nine people. 2.9 people 2.9 million people watched it last year it's a big deal there aren't very many awards that are actually shown on mainstream TV is no. there you get your Brit awards at the beginning of the Bafters, year Brits, you got... Oscars yeah um, I don't know what else but uh, the other thing I want to say is that the British Soap Awards were always hosted by Philip Schofield so were they always no it was um, no 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 Paul O'Grady, Paul O'Grady did it O'Grady. in the early days and then Philip Schofield took over and then he had a little you bit you may of... not you may or may not I mean he's not famous outside of the UK but he is was a massive is was is a massive name in British television presenting and was involved in a big scandal where he basically has not worked since um, yeah this, I don't was, this was last spring wasn't it <laughs> I'm not going to say specifically what he did but you can Google so, it. so last year Jane McDonald took over and, and did a great job and, and Jane McDonald sorry I was going to say and they also last year made a big deal oh hang on the cat's playing with bubble wrap Abby stop playing with bubble wrap this is very <laughs> sensible this is very serious news we're talking about oh, here leave God. it alone they made a big thing last year about oh, British Soap Awards are back because it was the first one since the pandemic the pandemic and now it's like oh it was so great that it was back but well, now now we're not showing it next I'm just year. explaining so 
it's only, you know, Philip Schofield was the face of the British Soapy Wars. They they had to axe him, and this happened very, with very short notice. It was within them. weeks, wasn't they, it? They had to find, two, they had to scramble to find a replacement, and they put Jane McDonald in. She is, I'd say, would you say a C-list celebrity? She's yeah. lovely, but she's not got mass-wide appeal, does she? No. She's very camp. She was the perfect person for the job. I thought she was fantastic. She's she she got her name in reality television show in reality TV when she was on a cruise a show about cruises where she was she's an entertainer she was a singer, and she you know won the nation's heart and she's gone on to present lots of different things, and she did the did the presentation for the Soap Awards last year. It wasn't live, but they normally record it as though it were live. But she did have to do lots of takes. I think she was very nervous. And yeah, she kept we were there saying in the audience wrong. This Yeah, we watched, we watched so it we, live, we so we know. Um, she was fantastic. She had us all eating out the palm of her hands. Everyone was totally on her Everyone side. Everyone was really on her side in we the audience. We loved her. We yeah. walked over coals for that woman. And um, I don't know whether they decided to cut this for this year because they're still looking for a permanent host. I think Jane McDonald might have been a really good shout if she had been able to do her, you know, her takes in one. But the poor woman had, like, no notice. What was it, like, two days or something? Yeah, very, very... Yeah, it was literally so a, much days pressure. between her being announced and the awards taking She can place. do live TV, because I think she was on Loose Women. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The fact that she got... The fact that she knew that she was she could do takes, I think, if she had been doing it live, she would have powered through. It would have been fine. But I don't know whether... How desperate ITV would even be to show it live anyway. They went... They only had it live for a couple of years, it feels like. Because I remember it. One of the ones that we went to being like, oh, we're doing it live for the first time. So it... I don't know what the point of it being live is, apart from it doesn't last as long. No, it's great that it's live because the um, winners don't get leaked before. This is the this year when there was what three, four, five days maybe between the filming and the broadcast, and everybody knew when they were watching it who the winners were. Well, you know anyone who was on social media and yeah, when it's live to find out in the audience, you literally find out. Yeah, four seconds for the TV audience, it's better that it was live. But I, I I can't believe it was anything to do with them saying we can't do it in twenty twenty four because Jane McDonald wasn't completely right for us. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to scramble like everyone is. I can't reason. So if it is that reason, I think that's wrong because I think Jane McDonald would be great. I think they should have more than one presenter though. And yeah, I, I just want to add in another good. thing: if it, you know, if the figure of two point nine million is true, that is still astonishing considering your point that I'd forgotten. Everyone already knew who'd won. Mm. Everybody already knew who won, and yet still two point nine pi- million people wanted to watch. Yeah, it's a big deal. Why did they and, and in this day and age as well, 2.9 million is not to be sniffed at. It, no, it would have been, you know, go back to when the, the Soap Awards started, that probably would have been quite a small number. But actually, that's a decent chunk of the viewing yes, audience wanting to watch that. So I wish what... people would have more realistic expectations of how much of an audience anything can mm. get. And soaps clearly, obviously, aren't as big a deal as they were in the past. Soaps viewing figures themselves have been declining year on year apart from EastEnders, which has risen a little bit recently. Um, but it, it makes no sense to me that, 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 that this would be dropped. I'm, I'm, I'm furious because I'm this, really this is one of those things... I mean, in a sense, it puts soap in a, in a category of its own, which, you know, has, has its own drawbacks because it is almost like saying, yeah, it isn't as good as other TV, so I don't want it to go in with, you know, we need more than just the BAFTAs because it's not going to get this, that and the other thing. 
Mm. You know, I don't think anyone would ever win best female performance at the BAFTAs for being in the soap because they're just too snobby. Yeah, I can't remember. I've got a feeling that there's, there might in the dim and distant past have been a few soap... Nominees. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, you know, uh, but this is still really important and it legitimises and it kind of draws attention to the, the really good work that is done on... Yeah, and there are soaps. plenty of other soap awards, aren't there? Well, or or that, TV really, yeah. awards that... That, re- that well, have got have categories that recognise soap actors, but th- th- this at the end of the day was the BAFTAs of the soap awards, and just to have it disappear and clearly put very little effort into revealing a reason or just write it in a way that is going to make sense. Make the, the, no, well, they've written it in a way that's clearly people are going to be wondering, come on, what's the real reason? It's just very, very mysterious. I've seen some people say, well, this is a very ITV heavy thing, um, ITV uh, sponsoring. I can't, I can't remember how it all works. And does ITV know back. that EastEnders is doing so, so that well at the seems... moment with fans and they don't want to have egg on their faces when Corey and, e- and, and Emma Dale don't pick up all the awards? I, well, I, I don't know whether... Nonsense. I don't know, but it's... There's no way they ITV have thrown their toys out the pram and cancelled the soap awards because they think that EastEnders is going to win too many awards. That's not that's not how it works. I, I wouldn't have thought so. I'd hope not. But because there's a lot of time between now and then anyway, you know, and not all of the awards are. Some of them are, are voted for by the public, and some of them are voted for by a yeah. The, the majority judges. are voted by the judges, to be honest. And I think the judges would be more fair at giving all of the soaps. A fairly decent shout out, and even if some of the ITV shows haven't been firing on all cylinders all the time, I'm sure they've both got things. I mean, we know Coronation Street has that are absolutely nomination and even winning worthy. I mean, I feel so bad for some of the storylines that have been running this year, like like the Paul Foreman storyline. Yeah, honestly, me too. Does I this get no recognition now? Because I think that that would have been the one that Peter was getting Ash. all the nominations next year. If he was Peter a Ash wasn't going to be nominated for best male whatever they call it now yeah that's true they don't have male do they I thought that they still do do. the same I don't know anyway if he doesn't if he wasn't going to be nominated then I would have been really surprised I don't know how likely it would be that he would win just because of how biased people are to certain groups of people which he isn't in you know like sexy young lady <laughs> but you know what I'm saying yeah and, and I think that by the time that the, the awards comes back again in 2025 uh, Paul gonna, could well be long be dead, dead by that he, point I'm sure and it might dead. be a bit too late for him. I, I would put money on him being dead before May next year yeah I, I was wondering to be honest though which which stories would have been nominated in next year's big awards because it's all been about the acid attack this year, hasn't it? And I and I wonder whether they'd have tried to string that out until May. In a way, this might be an interesting... I mean, we didn't have it during the pandemic, but sometimes it feels as though Coronation Street, and I don't know whether the other soaps do this or not, is a bit too beholden to extra- exterior forces for their plot beats and the rhythm of the show. 
I don't think it's right that they should always be thinking, oh, you know, better make sure that, you know, April time we really push this and that because we want everyone they to They clearly vote. do, though, don't they? And also we got Super Soap Week here and we got this Well, the Super there. Soap Week leads into the British Soap Awards weekend. So it's but, a clearly um, manoeuvred, carefully yeah, planned... I don't like that. ...scheduling thing by Coronation Street to say, well, let's have our biggest week when people can still vote for best soap and and, and Maybe whatever. they're cancelling Super Soap Week and this is part of a strategy. Well, Super, but Super Soap Week is always tied into Britain's Got Talent Week. Oh, so God, is that going? Oh, so much crap, isn't oh, it? Sorry, no, not Super Soap Week. I'm wrong. So it's the Britain's Got Talent Week that leads into the Soap Awards. That's what I meant to say. So I don't think that Britain's Got Talent right, is going bit, anywhere. Britain's so got... I still think that okay. it's going to be a big week, just so, no Soap Awards at the end of it. Britain's Got Talent Week, just everybody knows what... X Got Talent is because you have it in America and other countries but in the UK it's deliberately woven into the schedules to try to grab some of the viewers who are tuning in for the you the know finals. the cliffhangers because they split they split the program don't they yeah they put it around every day. soaps yeah. so that they're trying to catch the bigger audience for Britain's Got Talent mm. and get them to watch the real big soap story for that year that then, like you say, leads into the, into the Soap Awards, trying to get new viewers. So maybe if they're going to axe Britain's Got Talent or they're going to get rid of the, 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 the big soap build-up for that week, they're thinking there's no point in us doing the Soap Awards. Maybe ITV is thinking, BBC here is leeching off us. You know, we give, we're fair here. You know, I don't think there's any suggestion that there's any bias whatsoever. I don't think that that would happen. Um, but maybe they're thinking, why are we doing all the donkey work here so that they can get, you know, and, and the other channels can get their kudos and their boost for their soaps. It should be, I don't know, is it is it a collaborative thing or does ITV yeah, pay I for it? I, 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 mean, I think ITV it's gets, more an ITV thing. ITV would get the ad revenue, but is it yeah. a loss for them? I don't know. No, I, I don't really know. How much was Philip Schofield? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So I, do, I just don't know. And and they're saying it's back in 2025, but I... Um, We've very... heard those sorts of things before, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, for me, it just straight away takes me to E3, which is the um, Electronics uh, Entertainment Expo that uh, that used to run around the same time, actually, as the Soap Awards um, in, in America, in LA, I think it was. And when the pandemic happened, or maybe it was just before, some of the big video games companies started pulling out, like Nintendo pulled out of it quite early. And then the pandemic happened, and then they've said, oh, we'll be back next year. And then, like, within a few months before it's supposed to be on, they say, oh, no, it's not. We've had to cancel it. We'll be back next year. And they just keep saying, oh, no, next year it's cancelled, next year it's cancelled, next year. And it hasn't happened probably for years now. So I'm, with that in my mind, quite pessimistic about whether it could actually come back. And if it does come back, will it be for a grand finale? Will that be it? Because you said that it's the, the, it'll be the 25th soap awards in 2025 because they started yeah. in 99 yeah. although actually that won't make it the 25th no. one though will it because they, they had some time off with the pandemic so it's oh, not going to be true. that that's silly then yeah yeah no so scratch that idea um, um uh, yeah i i mean maybe they're thinking because you know doctors has now been cancelled i don't know if you that's part of the news um yeah, no, we, I haven't mentioned that. I, that's I pretty really big mean. news. And yeah, but that's still running until December 2024. Yeah. So they will I still... It was 25. No, no, 24, I think. So they'll still be able to have a big, let's say, last hurrah, goodbye to doctors. And then people will say, no, don't, nobody watches it anyway. 
Um, I'm surprised that, um, you know, it, it's a shame too, because doctors won't be able to go... Well, they, I suppose, yeah, the will they be able to get the cast together? No. Or will they have dissipated they have too much? Well, hopefully they will. They'll, they'll not be available for... Well, maybe some of them will be, but mm. they won't want to be. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen. It's a kind of stab in the heart, isn't it? Because they could have had a tribute the same way that neighbours did, and they're not going to get that. I think they still will have a tribute. It's just whether they they, whether they turn up as a whole cast to receive it. But the thing is, the British Staple Awards now. What they Hollyoaks is not on. That's not on Channel Four anymore, or or whether I don't know. And Doctors is gone. Doctors is gone. Yeah. So what have we got? EastEnders. We're left with EastEnders and and Corrie. Corrie. Are they just? And Polly Oaks is still going, but yeah. But are they going to think? Well, we just cancel them because, I mean, I guess they they really they should, maybe maybe they should just open it up to all soaps and then have the crazy American ones. Yeah, no. That'd be fantastic. I'm sure back in the early days there were more soaps that were represented. I remember there were some years back in the early times that the bill was there at the British Soap Awards when it was going through particularly soapy periods, which I quite enjoyed. Well, what's been Casualty still going, but wasn't Holby City cancelled too? Yes, I think so. But I don't think that was ever involved in the Soap Awards. Um, no, it hasn't. There, there but I'm, just, th- I'm just thinking, if I'm them, I'm thinking to myself, we've got to do something. Because, it honestly, this to me is... It's one of these things where it's like a recession. Everyone keeps going, oh, there's going to be a recession, there's going to be a recession. So people stop spending money and then a recession happens. Soaps. Oh, soaps are gonna, you know, soaps are gonna die. Soaps won't last. Soaps, you know, soaps will be over. When's when's this gonna be cancelled? When's Corrie gonna end, etc.? Well, let's just cancel the soap awards. You're just adding to the to the negativity that then, yeah, increases the likelihood of it happening. If everyone just believes it's gonna end, then it will do, won't it? Everyone's got to be. You've got to be positive about these things. Mm. But we're not helping, are we? But you know, if I was the British soap awards, I'd be saying, I think we should get um. The archers in. Yeah, yeah, but the, the thing is, they're not going to win anything. I don't see there's a problem. Well, if neither I... did doctors, but they got a nice <laughs> night out. I don't see a problem with it only being EastEnders and Coronation Street and Emmerdale. I can because three. I got as it is. I got fed up with watching the same clips over and over again. Oh, yeah, Maybe that's, that's one of the things they're thinking because basically they've got loads of duplicate categories that are meaningless. They've got best. Was it best, best dramatic scene, performance and best, dramatic best, best lead performer, yeah. and then they've got best scene, best storyline, which end up being the same thing. Mm. I think they re- do need to retool it, and we've said this before, but scrapping it, it for a year... It depends whether what they're really coming back for in long? 2025 is a complete relaunch, or whether it's just back as it always was. But why not have the relaunch this year if they were going to make yeah. any massive sweeping changes after a, a couple of years off? I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't so bad that you should scrap it completely. No. I think there's loads of things that, that could be improved. I've said many, many a time they need to increase the technical awards, not just have a Tony Warren award for everybody. You know, everyone who's ever worked behind the scenes in the soap could get a Tony Warren award. No, we should have best writer, best director, etc., etc. Mm. Tell you what would pull their fingers out. Best producer, that would get some people <laughs> light some fires under some bums, wouldn't it? I, I... But more hosts and maybe, maybe spend a bit more money on the... Um, the people that give the prizes out because they are really cool and nice, but 
Some of them, I don't know who any of them are. I did not have a problem with how it was. I think it was absolutely fine. Well, they got 2.9 million people. Yeah. I, and the, one of the, the thing really that I'm most mad about about it not happening next year is because the Soap Awards is the one and only really time in the year which is an opportunity for mass fan interaction. We've been to like four or five or so of them now and it's great. All the, all the soap fans getting together and being there at the gates and watching the soap characters arrive and getting your autographs there and getting photos with them. There's no other real time that you can do that. Like, I suppose there's the NTAs where a smaller number turn up but then there's all the other shows as well that are coming there. This is the only completely soap-centric it's the closest we've got to a soap fan convention, really, isn't it? And now it's not happening next year. And really, it's just stuck in the back of my head. Is it ever going to happen again? I'd be so sad if it never happened again. Yeah. Um, it really is not unlike any other. There's nothing. You can't replace it with anything else. The, I mean, the, the, it, there is the opportunity because there are other soap awards to maybe make them bigger. For example, the Inside Soap Awards, they take place in... They're, they're autumn, aren't they? And they do have a ceremony, but it's much more low-key. It's it's not on TV at all. Um, mm. Members of the public can't go along. There's it's no a big so. Yeah, there's no big um, uh, red carpet or anything like that. Maybe they could see this as an opportunity of maybe we can... Maybe we can take the chance to make ours a bit bigger and, and have a bigger ceremony, invite fans along. Well, the other thing also is I, I'm sure there are loads of, loads of soap stars who hate this who don't want to go who just find it really intense and scary because I feel the same way and I'm just standing the other side of the gate um but for for some people this is like a reward for all your hard work this must really really like soothe your ego and make you feel good about yourself because when you're a I'm gonna say when you're a an actor on a soap I don't think you get a lot of day-to-day praise or positive reinforcement you get loads of people moaning about your character or what you were wearing and what you look like and what you did and what you said and what you know things that completely outside of your control you turn in a good performance nobody cares you've got to really be spectacular or young and beautiful to get attention yeah. and and you you don't write the story you don't get to pick what the storylines are but for one night every year you can get yourself dressed up you can go out you can get you get your hotel paid for have a really nice night get drunk wave at people for yeah. some people this is like a really nice time yeah. Yeah. and and i think that they should revel and soak in the applause and the praise because there's a lot of negativity in the world and mm. this has just taken away one thing that's a positive, yeah. to, to me, nice. it just seems to be yeah, kicking the boot into the soap genre that already appears to be... Maligned. Yeah, and, and dying and reducing in viewership uh, year on year. It's it's a real, real shame. I, I, I'd like to stay positive and think, well, maybe it's just a blip, but the fact that they're being so cagey with their reasons behind why... Well, they haven't got they haven't any reasons said. They just said about why they've cancelled it. it. It really is making me feel suspicious and worried that it's not going to come back. Because they didn't say it will come back in, in 2025. It said it is set to return mm. in 25, which makes me think, like, they're saying, oh, oh we when, it, when we get best. to 25, we're like, well, we, d- we had a plan, somebody pencilled it in, and then it got rubbed out. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. 
it feel it's like an event that you you put on and then you don't sell enough tickets, so we decide to cancel it. I've, I mean, uh, I, also- I really hope for the fans' sake, and and I, I it's been a, it's been one of my favourite bits of the year going along there and seeing the seeing everybody and taking lots of photos and videos and. Well, yeah, from a from a very selfish point of perspective, we our, our soap awards um, videos and and coverage on on our YouTube and our social media always does very very well. So we haven't got that next year, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's not about us. I it's. I'm just baffled. It, it's it, it you know, and like... it, the fact that it's come so soon after Doctors has been cancelled, and and that's come not too long after Hollyoaks is moving to to E4 only. It feels like bad news about soaps is just being thrown at us at the moment. And and when's when's the bad news about Corrie going to come? Oh, I'm God, kind of a bit say. bit worried about that. Really, no, don't worry about but, it. Um, Anyway. Don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do. No. Uh, here's my question. So we know that Neighbours was bought up by Free Freevee. Yeah. My question is... Sorry, you... I'm very sniffly this evening. I do apologise if that's coming out. Can you ever imagine them, anyone, a, t- a channel, launching a new soap? I'm not not in these this day and age. And I how think can it's a you defend? Risk. How can you defend the idea that soaps aren't gonna just dwindle into nothing what do you mean well the fact that you're saying oh there's no way you could ever have a new soap yeah you're just really putting me off because you look like I, I feel like I'm about to sneeze but I'll really try not to keep going um if you're not gonna if you don't think it would work to launch a new soap then you'll say you're, you're as good as saying that there's no the, hope the audience the isn't there for them I don't think that's really that true because like I said before I don't think the audience is there for anything. I think people are comparing in their ideas in their heads for things that are not getting as many views as they think they are. Like I said, Game of Thrones gets about this two point when it was on. Yeah. You know, it got about three million. It wasn't loads. It wasn't as much as you think. Mm. Except you can sell those to different more more different countries, but on the whole the audience for television in general is spread across across not just television not just netflix but youtube and everything else mm. okay well. well what what do you think what do you mean nothing i don't mean i think i i, I maybe you're right i but anyway i i'm going to win a, a sad a sad week how much do you reckon it would cost to, to launch a new soap um, if i win one of these billion you know when you, they they have the like the super super massive um, what are they called Euro Millions, and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to launch over. a soap. I'm just going to. I'm sure you'd win all the awards. I'm going to get a big bonfire of money and burn it, and get uh, some actress to go. Oh no! And that could be the first episode. It <laughs> will get everybody in. Well, let's let's hope that it do, it is only a blip, and that they're going to come back, and they're going to have a great presenter, and Cory win all the awards. And... Well, listen, nobody owes any nobody owes anybody anything, but it feels like ITV is shooting themselves in the foot if they were to get rid of it because they they own two of the biggest soaps mm. and to just scrap an awards that promotes talent yeah very suspicious very not suspicious sus- it's stupid <laughs> i'm sure there there's a reason and when we find out the reason it will go oh <laughs> but what it is i we do not know no 
Anyway, um, speaking about awards, we do have some other award-related news this week. First off, a winner, Adam Hussein, has won an Asian Media Award. Best TV character. What do you reckon of this? Best TV character. So um, this was, you know, obviously an awards to celebrate the uh, Asian talent in the country. So, um, yeah, congrats, Adam Hussein. He said, I'm very honoured and grateful. This is the first award I've ever won, really. So it's quite an experience and definitely a memory. To be a part of such a storyline is very important because it shines light on what people are suffering right now. Today's modern age, you know. There's a lot of spiking and a lot of terrible stuff that still goes on. Stay tuned. RD and Courtney's relationship is in for a whirlwind. What's he talking about? I don't know. What does he mean? What's he... Is somebody going to be spiked? I don't know. I don't think this is a spiking story. I'm not really sure what he's talking about that. But anyway, congratulations. Uh, I'm sure he's thought to himself, I'll say, I can say anything I want. Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> going to watch this YouTube stream of the Asian Media Award <laughs> well, red carpet. Oh, bless me. You, yeah, there's wrote, the sneeze at last. Michael wrote it down, everything he said. I did. Anyway, I'm very, very pleased. Yeah, Adam sounds great. He should get nominated more. I think he's I fab. think he is fantastic, and I'm glad that he's got more stuff to do with, with RD. Um Because there was a bit of a lull, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, 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 for but sure. But he's back with a vengeance. More awards news. The TV Choice Awards, Gemma. This is, we've, got, we've still got lots of awards, but this is not a soap-focused one, but there are three soap categories, um, which are Best Actor, Best Actress, and Soap. Obviously, you can go and vote for Corrie as Best Soap. Don't vote for anyone else. Best Actress, there's one Corrie nominee, and that is Maureen Lippmann, so they really have gone for the creme de la creme of Corrie actresses here. Bit, bit surprised that Charlotte Jordan's not nominated for this one, but, you know, Maureen is fabulous, so let's hope that she wins that one. Best Actor, we've got um, a... Uh, choice of Corrie guys. We've got Ryan Prescott and Peter Ash who are both nominated for that one. Good luck, chaps. Good luck. Good luck, says Gemma. She agrees. Gemma, what, when do you have to vote by? 14th of November. That's midnight. soon. That's soon. And Don't be complacent. I don't know why it's so early because the awards aren't happening until the middle of February. They've got one woman counting so, all of them by hand. It takes three months to make all the count, to count all the votes apparently. And she's get forgotten her sorted, password but... and she's not sure to get I... it back. <laughs> you can only do one check a day. No, anyway. Go and vote. Go and vote. Vote for Corrie. Yes, yes, yes. Don't yes. let the EastEnders Next. fans win. <laughs> The this last, is a good one. This is the last bit of news came out on the same day as the British Soap Awards cancellation, didn't it? And to be quite frank with you, I didn't know which piece of news I was shocked with more. So, Bruce Jones, <laughs> remember him? He played Les Battersby. Um, no, who could forget him? He's going to make. On. He's going to be a pro wrestler next year. No, you'll kill him. I don't... What what is this? this? February the eighteenth, twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be doing. Tickets are available. You can go and see Bruce Jones be a pro wrestler. I wouldn't no. This uh, just seems the, cruel. The soft pro wrestling thing. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, this guy, how old is he? Like seventy, I think. Well, Michael, this is not a drill. Uh, this... this is not a parody from the infamous Cobbles of Weatherfield, the champion of the Rovers' return. The Les Battersby makes his soft pro debut. On Feb 18th. They are, they are advertising it as Les Battersby, aren't they? Because I think more people know the name Les Battersby than Bruce and Jones. And can I just tell everybody, we have to push back on the incorrect use of the, of the word infamous. You cannot let people use infamous as famous... I'm not going to tell a bunch of wrestlers what they can and can't I say, Gemma. <laughs> They'd come and flatter me. No, I'm sorry. You'd you take Once them, you, you start letting... This is the same thing that happened with... What's it called? That word that drives me mad. Uh, mortified. mortified and people think it means that they they were super embarrassed well 
I mean, super scared, sorry, but it means embarrassed. Yeah, yeah so you don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, so See what th- I mean? You can't is... let it happen. Trinity Sports Centre, tickets from £13.15. Yeah, this is taking Man place in Manchester, so maybe you... we can make a trip of it. Would you, you miss... want to go and see Bruce Jones getting beaten up or beating up people? If you miss panto season, there's always this. Yeah, good point. Um, that's it for the news. I'm dumbfounded by that one. Let's get on with some feedback. Feedback time. Oh, well, back back time. That was quick. I wasn't, wasn't ready for you to start there. 3.31 on the Facebook group. Thanks to everyone who voted. How come you're reading this out? This is usually what I think. Come because on, I'm getting you... everything done and you're just slowing it down again by talking about me doing it. Okay. Jonathan gave it 3.5 times. Five items from Best Undercrackers requiring dry cleaning. Bronte gave it 3.5 filtered nightmares. <laughs> and Caitlin gave it 2.5 of Kirky's frozen prawn balls defrosting. Out of five. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Voted. 3.31, that's not the best week, is it? But I don't think it was. Um, I wonder, I'm wondering how this week will do. I, I, look, there was there was like fives down to twos in the poll this week. Mm. So there's a lot of mixed opinions. Um, I will read out this note. This came from James on our YouTube channel. Oh, my um, And goodness. he really enjoyed last week. And, and we were moaning about some things oh, that he actually no. quite liked. So he says that the Ed <laughs> and Ronnie storyline is gripping him. He says, I love their relationship with brothers. It just feels like the stakes aren't very high, that's all. The consequences of Dee Dee and Michael finding out about the gambling are the same as when Ronnie found out outside the police station. Anger quickly followed by, we understand and we love you. It would make more sense if Aggie was in the storyline. She'd be heartbroken and consider leaving him over this. Um, also, I can't believe that you don't enjoy the Ryan and Daisy storyline. I love it. Can't I know believe. it's morally wrong, but so is being a murderer, but you enjoy <laughs> that story. Gives me the same, ooh, thrill of knowing a secret that other characters don't, and it feels very realistic. They went through a trauma together. Would Daniel really have jumped in front of an acid for her? No, he's still pining over his dead ex. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but I'm rooting for Ryan and Ooh, Daisy. Oh, James that, would have voted for Ryan. I, I that's that's uh, I never really considered about whether Daniel would have. I just been want to correct and... this miss. Um, remembering James, he thought it was water. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So would Dan? Yeah, so would Daniel, Daniel would have definitely jumped in front of water for for days. But it might have spoiled his magnificent quiff. That's true. Like, oh, you know how long it takes me to get it like this. <laughs> um, I like this. Thank you, James. I do like it when people explain why it is that they like something. I also really, you know, don't expect internal consistency, James, with anything we say. Yes, we do like serial killers and we hate cheating. But you like cheating and hate serial killers, so we're both the, as bad as each other, aren't we? The thrill we? of knowing a secret the other cal- characters don't does does intrigue me that in never, some ways. That, that idea never really crossed my mind. No, but, but I, I can see I why it. people could get, get hooked onto that. Um, and as for the, the Ed and Ronnie storyline, it's, 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 it's lovely to... Mm. To well, see yeah. that you you know you you love their relationship as brothers. Yeah, it's don't, nice I that don't... they're actually giving a bit of screen time for it. At, yeah. at, at the end of the day, I can't relate. But yeah, the the, the maybe James maybe not so has high, like some said. brother has a brother. Maybe maybe sometimes things catch you and in, in you know and it just takes a very small hook to make it personal. Yeah yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. if Thank if you, you can find that you've got something to relate to yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Rebecca has written in and she says, first of all, happy 600 episode. Thanks. Oh, God. We haven't had many people are saying happy 600 episode. It's not a big deal, is it? Us. It's not a big deal It doesn't for feel like a big deal at all. No. Um, how many years is this? 11 know. now? Uh, 12, yeah, 11. This is, this, yeah, 11 and a half years now. Uh, Rebecca says, as for last week's episodes, it wasn't the best. I'm getting a bit fed up with all the flashbacks now. Hang on a minute, Rebecca. 
You, you first you write a sentence saying happy 600th episode. And the very next sentence you say, last week's episode wasn't the best. Are you talking about us there or Coronations? You better, not, better be. not be, lady. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no, um, you're not really. best scenes didn't need to happen. I did like Barney's mention and Tim and Sally's scene at the end was lovely. I'm a bit surprised that Steve, the Stephen case seems to have been put to bed, but I suppose Peter is beating himself up enough as punishment. I really like the Peter and Toya scene. I don't want an affair between the two of them. Just Toya supporting Peter is enough. So this got really creaky chair you. today. What have I done to it? Try leaning back on it now. Yeah, still, still oh. squeaking. Right. Um, she says, I really like the Sinead stuff in Wednesday's episode. Although I'm getting fed up with the Daisy and Ryan story. Well, I think that Rebecca and James need to have a fight in the car park. <laughs> I really hope Courtney isn't pregnant, but if it's Darren's baby, it could be interesting to make Courtney leave. I think the winner of the James and Rebecca fight get to take on Bruce Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's he going to fight? Do you think I don't we could know. send you? No. We get some promotion. <laughs> it's not real, it's pro wrestling. Isn't it all choreographed? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It's not like, an, it's not like a bare knuckle fight, is it? No, I don't think I fancy that. In an I think get Kevin Kennedy in and relive the um, Curly Watts Les Battersby duel. Yeah. Surely. Surely. Yeah. You'd you'd be up for that, wouldn't you, Kev? I'm sure he would be. Right, so um, Rebecca says, if it is Darren's baby, it could be interesting and make Courtney leave. I was also excited to see Nina and Asher again, but I really hope nothing starts with Asher's new paramedic partner, Isla. Is that that what they're called? Oh, yeah. It's usually couples are only shown when there's drama on the way. Yeah, I wonder. Also... I'd never considered that, but yeah, Asher having a bit of a thing for Isla and Nina getting jealous could certainly um, develop. I was wondering at one point during this week, when Nina and Adi were left alone in the flat for all that time, I was wondering, like... Were they really eating cakes? Yeah, could anything happen between there? Because we know that Nina will go after anything with a pole really and that would be I bet that you... would be quite a story wouldn't it if you if if Asher's girlfriend starts dating her twin brother that's got <laughs> so written all over so it times. I also I would hope that Nina wouldn't do that I'd hope she'd be sensible enough but <laughs> sensitive enough I also think that Ardy would look fantastic with eyeliner do you I really do I think What's he'd that suit do it with we could be a goth oh I see yeah Finally, love the Sam and Hope stuff and looking forward to seeing the Halloween party stuff. Maybe Sam and Hope will just decide to be friends and nothing romantic. Character of the week is Peter and I'll give this week three and a half times Stephen was laid to rest in the back garden with Barney the Rabbit out of five. Anyway, Nina doesn't need her boyfriends to dress up as goth. And anyway, Gemma, it's not a costume, remember. It's just a way who of she life. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still I still maintain that I'd like to see Ardy with my liner. <laughs> Nancy um, on last week's Coronation Street says, have to agree, there were too many flashbacks. The only one that I thought that was needed was when Tim fell asleep while driving Beth home. Um, I've never really thought about whether I liked him as a character, though. I do like Sally, though, and she seems happy with him. Tim was wrong to try and stop the funeral. Um, the last scene between Sally and Tim said it all. That's what Rebecca was saying. Um, I was surprised when Swain let Peter go without charging him. It's perfectly within Peter's character to feel bad about taking a life, though. Peter certainly has a different moral compass than Tracy. He sees things in black and white. I wonder if Peter will want to go to Portsmouth again, like he did after he was let out of prison after Tina's murder. Oh yeah, we'll have him, won't we, down here? You can come and stay over, stay you down can stay south with us. Yeah, what a flooded basement. I suppose it he would can, make, him, he, make yeah. him back to his Navy days. He knows days. how to swab the decks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. Um, can I can what? I say, um, 
I know, you know, Peter was in the Merchant Navy. Mm. And so he disappeared for a lot of time. And that's kind of, would you say, unaccounted for, really? Like he said he was doing something. Was he really? I can't remember. We know that he was friends with Kieran, right? Yes. That's how Kieran came in the show. Yeah. Do we know any of his other Navy friends? Um, I don't remember. I'm just pushing. Here's my idea. Any character like this, but definitely Peter, imagine if his background in the Merchant Navy was a front for him being involved in some kind of secret service mission where he was like in like the, a secret like I don't know navy unit that went off and like killed people in different countries yeah maybe how cool would that be how though? would that play out into a soap though because he's he's like now he's run Stephen over he might start going oh it reminds me of the jungles of, you know, you know what I mean? All right, all right. Bringing back that you old see what, bloodlust that can I used you, to have. Uh, I know it's really far-fetched, but are we are we beyond that now? No, we're not. <laughs> Any character who's been away and had some kind of cover story for where they were, could they could not just secretly be like James Bond's Bessie mate in the Secret Service? <laughs> can we not write that in, please? Do you not think also Peter would be the perfect, unassuming... He's the sort of guy, like... He could definitely blend into a crowd. But if you said, yeah, he killed 50 people in, I don't know, Sudan, you'd be like, whoa, you must have done. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to the not, email. What do you think? Yes, Everyone agrees I think with me. that Peter is definitely a secret murderer. Agent. It looks like Ed's gambling is set to get worse, says Nancy. Gambling addiction is terrible. You can lose your money and your reputation. But we need to see some strong scenes from Ed's family on the gambling here. I think there seems to be a bit of a general consensus that having more whole family scenes um, would maybe help elevate the story a little bit more. We can see Glory crying and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Ryan should be living with a 17-year-old girl. And does Roy <laughs> know her real age, I wonder? I think mm. he does. The person Laura knows money to might be Griff. Mm. Are you expecting a Griff reunion? No. Uh, not a reunion return. Reunion. Well, are you, uh, yeah, reunion now we're away. back together. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Daisy and Daniel belong together. Um, Ryan should listen to Debbie. I reckon, says Nancy, and you're wrong, Artie will dump Courtney. If she's pregnant, it has to be Darren's baby. Um, I give this week's episode three strawberry milkshakes out of five. The character of the week is Toya. Everyone's super into the idea that if she's pregnant, it must be Darren's baby. I just don't think that she's pregnant. Really don't. Why was she sick? I don't remember. I remember when? Do Do you remember when Ollie was sick and I said, oh, I think it was just the actor was sick that day and they wrote it in the script and it turned out he died. Yes. I do remember Just that. saying, she could be dead next year. <laughs> um, Maybe she's got consumption. Yeah. Right. Thank you, everybody, Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, sorry I'm annoying, new... but no, yeah, the 600 episodes, so it's not going to change. Thank you to Lucy Keane for our new patron. We yes, appreciate nice. you guys. Signed up on Tuesday. We did no, a Wednesday. patron episode <laughs> about <laughs> top five. Ways characters could be brought up from the dead. Yeah. Most recently, didn't we? And it's a new month, so that means there'll be a new episode for you. And there's already 50 there. If you want to sign up, uh, help support the show. Not going to help us get to the Soap Awards next year because we're not going because there aren't any. But tell you what, I'm going to say and guarantee right here and now, if we get enough, we will do our own Soap Awards on ITV, televised live. And (laughs) we might even get 
scofy back. Do you reckon? If we get enough patrons. Get the scoop on the scoff. Exactly. And that's what we'll call it. Right. Thank you, everybody. Please email us, conversationstreet at gmail.com. You can find us on conversationstreet.podbean.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and, of course, Patreon. And we will see you next week for the slightly not as good and shiny and wonderful episode 601. It's still not bad. It'll be fine. Bye, everybody. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.